What's going on, guys? Welcome to another... I know it's another one. Just calm down. It's fine. It'll be all good. I promise. All right? We're on the weekly, as you know. So just if you, don't worry about it. It's a good guest this week as well. Jamie, um, I believe this right here is the 87th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. Wonderful. And I do believe if I just... Just give me a second. Just give me a second. Um, it's the Chronicles of, uh, of Norm McNeil 2. Yeah, it is. Number two, baby. He's back. Beautiful. Hit it. This is Ron Wasserman, the nut that wrote Go Go Power Rangers. It's Boba Fett here. This is Molly Rennick from Living Dead Girl. It's WWE superstar legend, Davy Boy Smith's daughter, Georgia Smith. Hi there. You're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie with special guest, Noel McNeil. Whoever that is. Anyway, enjoy. Oh, and by the way, you are smelling really good today. Really good at putting cream cheese on bagels. It took her 50 years to perfect the recipe. I don't give a shit, you got mayonnaise. <laughs> I'll put the toilet roll in the fridge so it's ready for later. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 87th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these, 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 these are the Chronicles of Noel McNeil 2. It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie, and joining me, as always, as always, is this handsome fella right here. It's a Scotsman Tom. There's a lot to take from that. Ooh. Firstly... What was your two all about? <laughs> My two? What did I do? What was this? Oh, it's I, like the world's biggest uh, horn. Like, you know, I, like, yeah, rock out, boys. Yeah. I went to go that way, but went that way and I just rolled with it. It's fine. Oh, is it one of those moments where it's like, I hope, hopefully nobody's noticed this has just happened. Uh, we'll That's just roll right on, there. boys, and we'll keep we'll keep going. We'll just keep going. It's fine. He won't mention it. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. I was going to say, if there's one thing I've learned in this career working with you, sir, it's you notice and point out everything. I know I'm not getting away with nothing. <laughs> yeah, you, unless it's no paparazzi getting away with murder for you, my friend, I'm afraid. Nope. Uh, you ain't getting away with nada. Secondly, yes. What was the song? I I, I recognised the tune, but I was like, I, is it I, Little Shop Forest related? Uh, I didn't think you'd get it. It's the goodbye song from Brandon Wigley House. Ah! Goodbye, okay. goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Um, No, that's not uh, anything to do with you. It's the fact that I just don't have kids. So I've never watched Brandon Wigley House because I've never had the reason to. It'd but be a I'm, little bit weird, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little intrigued just because obviously you've been on the show twice and we've had dinner, but still, uh, just just to see what it's all about, I guess. Um, so that things make more sense. It's awesome. Um, Jamie. Yes. I'm really curious. You don't happen to have a time traveling device in your house, do you? God, I wish I did. <laughs> okay. The only reason I ask is because uh, this includes Becky as well. Me, me and Karis were walking through Cardiff City Centre on Saturday before she was getting like her final bits to go away on holiday. And we're walking through. This is gen- this genuinely happened. Walking through the middle of um, Queen Street, and there's a couple sat on a bench, a very, a very elderly couple, dressed head to
to toe in full Batman Robin outfits. And I'm not talking the 1960s show. I'm talking like Batman Forever. That's amazing. You're wondering if it's me. Is that what's going on here? And I was like, (laughs) have Becky and Jamie just time travelled forwards to when they're elderly and sat on a bench? Because, like, I mean, I'm not sure. They were proper just chilling out, like, relaxing, like, nothing was, you know, like, nothing was weird. Like, I mean, full-on masks, full-on bodysuits, the lot. They were head to toe. Crime fighters need a break as well, you know. Come on. And I was like, Jamie? I mean, it was just that is something I would do. I'm not going to deny that one. But... Yeah, like they, they must have been the at least late 80s. At least they were like proper Zimmer frame, like proper. And I was just like, it's, it, you know, when there's moments where you walk in and you're just like, it's a really lovely day. I said, oh, there's a couple in the back of my rubber seat there. I said, hang on a second. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it was. It must be about 21 degrees as well. Well, they're not sweltering. Probably. That's probably why they're yeah, having like, a rest. They're knackered. It was so weird. It was, it's just, it was just one of those moments that you just don't expect. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just never expected to see it in my life. I just didn't expect an elderly couple to be sat there in a the full back on Roman gear. I'm a little bit yeah. disappointed you didn't go and ask for a photo, to be honest. I'd love to have seen that. Why would I do But <laughs> I, I think it's because I think I was more shocked at the fact that it is. <laughs> That, that, that they were there and I'd already gone. I was just telling Keris about it for about five hours. Like, can you believe it? Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I mean, can you believe it? I mean, I definitely didn't expect it. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. But on that same day, this genuinely happened as well. Also in the middle of Cardiff City Centre, whilst Keris was doing her final holiday shopping, we were just having a little mosey through. We went into the St. David Centre, and the St. David Centre, for those people that don't know, has as moments where it crosses over. So it's like four ways to walk, north, south, east, west, blah, blah, blah. These kids, there were oh, there must have been about 20-odd. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I can't say what. Youths that, you know, that, <laughs> that, that, love, that love their grime and rap music, shall we say. Um Youths, yeah. Youths. Youths is a good word. With their with their with their with their jumpers around their necks and their bum bags oh. over their shoulders and that sort of thing. Dear Lord. Literally, we were walking at one direction and they were coming up the other way. And one of them stopped, put his hands in his head and went, uh, let, hang on, edit. And one of them stopped, put his hands in his head and went, Why is everybody walking in different ways? Oh my god. What? I, can't bear it, I can't bear it, bro. I can't bear it. I don't know what's going on. Everyone walking different ways. You're like, well, yeah, because I need to go over there and you're obviously needing to go that way. So that's why that happens. I can't be dealing with all these directions, fam. Because I got in his way. Because He was walking well, and I I tried to beat him, basically. Didn't. He stopped. So I went around the other way and he just went, what are all these people walking in all these different directions, bro? I can't handle it. Have you have you been to a city before? This is what we call a city. So basically, a lot of people live here. And what happens is, when paths go in different directions and people need to go to where they get to, some people will cross your path and go the opposite way to you. That just happens. This is what we call life. 
It's life. Basically, when you were born, it's what you and you came out of your mother. That's what you were given. Life. This is what we call it. It was just again another moment where you just go. Did, did, did is that real? Did that just happen? Did you believe it? I can't believe it either. Did you just imagine that happened? Because I can't believe that happened. <laughs> just get, I just imagine all of his friends trying to calm him down. Just like it's okay, fam. It's okay, fam. Just calm down in it. No, they're just like, but what are you want about, bro? What are you saying? <laughs> Can, he's uh, like, no, this is bare, this is bare peak in it. I'm not gassed about this. <laughs> what? You're at the highest level you could be and uh, not full of petroleum at this point in time? <laughs> what exactly is it you're, you require? Oxygen? What's, what's going on? A map or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it, but it's just the most nuts. The, like, what do you mean? Of course, people walk in different ways. People just living their life, going about their daily business. Sounds I, like a very, very weird dude. Did you happen to want to walk into a shopping centre expect nobody to be in there at all? Or like, <laughs> just go in a circle. Or does everyone give you a guard of honour? <laughs> like, what What were you... Has everyone got to clap you through so you can go where, to wherever you need to go and everyone's like against the walls? Move. He might see us. He might see us. Stay very... very... Is, that, is Predator around? What's going on? <laughs> I'd love to, to know what's going through his mind at that time. If he, if he had turned around and said, smear mug on me, I would have. I would have done it. I'd have gone, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. If you if you're crazy, if you're freaked out by the fact that people go different directions, ask me. You might. That's fine. Predator doesn't exist, by the way. That was a mo- movie. So movies, what people make in in Hollywood, <laughs> they basically <laughs> they get a camera and they write a script. I know there's way more to it, but just yeah, yeah. it was just, just two real batshit moments in, in a space of like I want to say about thirty minutes. What a strange, strange individual. It's because the sun had come out clearly, and then ah. the sun came. Yeah. He had his t-shirt on, though. I was quite surprised. Oh, I'm impressed. <laughs> I, 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 need, I need you to help me with something here, my friend. Oh, God. Okay. It's nothing to do with poo, don't worry. You know how when my sense of humour kicks in and I get this plan to do stupid things? Yeah. This has happened, okay? So I'm trying to decide whether I should do this or not. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned on here, my mother is getting married in just under a month's time. Yes. And the invite says, no dress code, wear what you like. Oh. So me being okay. married to the day, to the day, to the ceremony, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to look nice and tidy. But there's this part of me that really wants to turn up to the evening event in my inflatable T-Rex suit with like a top hat and everything and the works. Should I do it? No. No. Do you know why you shouldn't do it? Why? Because it's the summer. No, it's got fans in it. The inflatable, the inflatable. My T Rex suit is inflatable. Ones, it's got one. It's got fans in it. I'd be lovely and cool inside of that. I ain't concerned oh, about that. Which, whoa, hang on. Whoa, 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 let's go back a second. What do you mean? It's got fans in it. We're not talking electrical fans, obviously. No, no, it's got battery-powered fans in it, so it sort of like blows it out for you to walk around in it, and it keeps you cool. It's great. Okay. I get to be a T Rex and cool in two ways. I mean, definitely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you get to be cool in one way, Jamie, I'm afraid, and that's temperature-wise. I do apologise. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, fella, you do you. If that's what you are, uh, that's what you want to do. But I mean, I'm taking that is, as a yes. Gotcha. I know it's like I know it's like a Viking-esque feast. 
what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, it's a hand uh, Pagan. So, yeah. That's pagan. the one. Pagan. Yeah. pagan. That's what I'm trying. Not Viking. I don't know where Viking came from. No, it is, it is Viking parts to it as well. Apparently. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, we must pillage. We must destroy this town <laughs> after we've had this wedding. See, I wanted and to wait to the ceremony. Absolutely everybody. All of us. One big ball of men and women and, we get, and whatever gender fluid and penguins and whatever else you Actually, want to be. this is my mother's wedding. Can we stop this? No, no, just no, no. Yeah, that's what paganism is, right? Yeah, I know, but no, okay? Just no. Don't they all go to Stonehenge and like no. bang each other on a certain no. day and that sort of thing? And they no. like swap? No. No. But that's what they do, though, isn't no. it? No! No, I'm asking you a question. Don't know me. There is, there is we're trying one. to have a good, responsible show here, Jamie. All right. If I ask you a question, you will fucking answer me. Oh, right? my mother's involved. <laughs> Sorry, Noel. What, what, what a show for you to have. Um, but no, there is, there is that part of it. Yes, as well. But not when my mother's involved. Debbie, could you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> move on. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Yes. Move on. Are you wearing T-Rex so nobody can get to you? Is it, like a, is it like a massive, just big, inflatable protection? That's, that's your protection. A chastity T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> where's that, Debbie? Where's that? Oh, Enid, are you well? Yes, where's that bloody son of yours? Like, oh, oh, he, he's he's not here. He, his, his brother's here. Um, This massive, giant-ass, fucking fake, inflatable dinosaur. But he's definitely not here. Phil's here. Look at him. Look at the fucking size of him. T-Rex finger would be weird, wouldn't it? It couldn't actually... It'd have to, re- it'd have to really bend down. <laughs> or then, what they'd have to do is they'd have to climb the top. But he can't turn his wrist. He's got no wrist. He can't turn, can he? But the T-Rex turn its, turn its hands. It can't. So it's going to have to... There's a lot up here. Even then, if it got be... on top, it'd just be like, fuck, I'm stuck. They're going to have to be very good at handstands. It would have to be very good at handstands. And then just, like, dip, just dip, dip, like he's fucking dipping a chip into some tzatziki. <laughs> Oh, oh. Never... <laughs> is that good for you, love? Is that, is that good for you? <laughs> never once in my life questioned how T Rexes fuck until this moment in time. Now I want to know. I'm talking about finger. I'm talking about fucking. I'm talking about finger. Yeah, no, but even that. Yeah. So obviously the hands here. So you are. I mean, no wonder they didn't like procreate and have loads <laughs> of them. They obviously really fucking struggled just at the beginning. Can you warm me up at least first, love? What are you, what are you even doing? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, love. I can't reach. Even like even though eating out would be even harder because they have to really bend down, but then they're presenting. Yeah, so they're, they're, point, actually, if yeah. any homosexual dinosaurs would be like, oh, <laughs> and they're straight in there. He's not a chastity T Rex. Hmm. No, definitely not. But yes, sorry, sorry. We will definitely. How the uh... fuck did this conversation come about? <laughs> how uh, how are you anyway? Are you well? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little bit tired, but. This weekend has just completely knackered me out. And then typically today, because I'm working nights, I thought, I'm going to rest. I'm going to have a little nap before work. I just couldn't settle. I just, no. So, yeah. Work tonight with no nap. Yay. You'd be fine, though. It just bollocks you up with tomorrow. And then you could just absolutely lay the fuck out tomorrow. Apart from when I then start ringing you 15 times a day. <laughs> I'll be asleep. It's fine. I won't even realise. I'll wake up to 15 voice notes instead. Mind you, uh, I know we always go back to it, but we watch TV and you'd be asleep. So I think you know, no, I'm, I, I, I imagine that once you're you're gone, you're gone. So, which is what I was hoping would happen today, but no. Lot on the mind. 
No, I'm just, I don't know, I just couldn't settle. I was just looking around the room like, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. So I even tried watching yeah, the film, so... and I couldn't focus on the film. I was just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> no, fair, dude. I, I, I bet nights are great for just for the first day, though. The first, the first day sucks day. Like, No, it was in today, before even, it's because, oh, yeah, you obviously, yeah. if you have a day off before, it's like you've had a day off again. It's a bonus day off, yeah. I, like, I agree. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's great. great. Until then, you start them, you're like, ah, oh, bollocks. Yeah, pretty much. As soon as I get to work later, I'm just going to like, can I go home now? I'm tired now. <laughs> this should be my I'm bedtime. I'm charge. Yeah. yeah. It's three of us. It's fine. I'll go hide somewhere and have a nap. Good man. Good man. <laughs> get, get some emails out. Get some more people on the show. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? How are you? Yeah, do you know what? Actually, I'm great. Hey, we like that. So, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing really good. I've got um, off to London for work this week, so it's only like... Oh, yeah. Technically, a two a, a two day working week in a way. Um, I'll definitely be working Friday. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I love I love the events. I hate. This is, I'm so weird. I don't like the night before. I like when I when I'm up and awake and I'm suited and I'm ready to go. It's perfect then because I know I'm coming home that day. It's really weird. So when I go there, I'm always like, oh, I can never be asked with going. Yeah, but then when it gets the the, the day the event, oh my god, I can't even speak English. The day of the event on the Thursday, I'm like, right, cool, let's just smash it so I can get home. It's weird. It's because traveling's awful. Obviously, it's bank holiday this Monday as well. Come in, so it's like, yeah, absolute perfection. Three day weekend, get in my face. Um, and then obviously we're only through two weeks on Monday till my birthday. Oh yes, indeed we are. Oh yeah, so very very excited for that little mother. Um, so yeah, other than that, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm on my own. Harris is currently in Greece. So just living the old, uh, lifestyle of just like well, the lonely lifestyle, but I'm just enjoying it. I've watched a fuckload of wrestling. So it's been great. Um, yeah. And obviously here we are recording again for another week, but yeah, what's been going on, man? Uh, not a lot, to be honest, it's a lot of rihanna because it was upon a five-day stretch, so I was doing a lot of rihanna in. But I've had a very busy weekend. Um, Olivia went away to my dad's on Friday night, and literally as soon as she left, we pretty much started decorating her bedroom, because we wanted to redo it for her as a big surprise for when she got home on Sunday. So we did, like, three coats of paint Friday night, woke up, and then from about seven, half seven in the morning, just went through until about three o'clock in the morning the next day, which didn't really stop, apart from us two stopping to do an interview. We just cracked straight on, but we got it done and it looks great. And she was very, very happy with it. But two very exhausted people building an IKEA wardrobe at one o'clock in the morning. I'm amazed that didn't end in divorce. I was quite impressed. We 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 managed to fight through it well. I'm amazed that you decided to build the furniture. Why is it the next day? Because she was coming home the next day and I had to be up to go see the kids. I didn't have a lot of the day. I had about two hours to get. And that was my time to clear all the crap out of the way. So when she comes home, she's not like, why is there decorating stuff out and all this stuff? So I had to like get everything moved and cleared out and everything. I know she's a five-year-old. She probably wouldn't have noticed. But in my head, she would have. I mean, I, I'm amazed that you planned it for a weekend where you're away for one of the days. Well, kind of happened. <laughs> I need to go see the kids. Like, I only really get one day off a week to actually like do stuff. So what did you do today? Well, not a lot, but still. 
the kids are at school and then I've got to get back, get ready for work, and it wouldn't and we're recording the show, so it wouldn't have we wouldn't have worked where we could have going. worked. We, it, well, we could have done it. Oh no, we couldn't have done it. No, we couldn't have because okay. tomorrow's well, the interview and then you're going we away. Could, so. We could have done it last night. So you know, it's just there's always ways around things, Jamie Westwood. But still you got it done. So I got you it know. done. And then I went to go see the kids yesterday, which was a pain in the backside because there's no trains from Cheltenham, so I had to get the bloody coach. But there we are. Yeah, I know. There was no trains from Cheltenham at all, which I felt so sorry for this woman because they said to her, it's fine if you're going to Bristol, get the coach to Cheltenham and get the train from Cheltenham to Bristol. I was like, oh, okay, it must be somewhere in the middle that there's a problem. She got to Cheltenham, train station closed. She was like, how the hell am I supposed to get to Bristol now? I don't know what they're doing. I think there was another bus service she could have got, but she was fuming. She was so angry. I was like, yeah, Blatty Lover, don't blame me, but I'm in a rush. Fine. Um, but yeah, I went to go see the kids yesterday. I took them to the park because it was nice weather. We went and had KFC, treated them for dinner, lunch. It was a good time. Good times. Sam and Lena just making me laugh, being their usual idiot. So the amount of times they do things, and I just look at them and go, yep, yeah, mini me, you wonderful children. And I, we did an interview, which was fantastic on Saturday night. And I've got a new binging series, but they're only about 20 minutes an episode, so I feel like I'm going to be finished by the time we record next week. So then i got to try and think of something else. But I started watching uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Have you yeah. heard of it? Yeah. Started watching that. It's really good. Really enjoying it. I, I need to watch the films again, though. I, don't, I feel like I'm missing a lot of references because I don't remember them very well. But it does do a good job of when it's referencing something from the films. It sort of plays like a flashback or something like that or tells you about it. So it's quite good in that way. But no, it's really good. It's really funny. Good fun. I'm enjoying that. So I'm on I season didn't even know two. Movies. Yeah, there's three movies, and then yeah, I'm on season two already. They're very just like 25 minute episodes, so I'll end up smashing that out very very soon. What about you, sir? What have you been up to? Um, obviously reanimating. Um, that never obviously that never ends. Um, I wouldn't mind a four day working week though. That'd be great. Uh, it just I think works so much better. I don't know why businesses don't go for it, but of course. Um, they're all Ted DiBiase, aren't they? Um, so, yeah, I've been reanimating a lot. Uh, weekend, obviously went to Cardiff on Saturday. Uh, went food shopping on Friday night um, to make sure I had everything I needed uh, for when she was away for the week because obviously it's the end of the month. So ah. there's like, fuck all left. And it's like, shit. So it's like, well, let's go get some bits just to tide me over for four days. Obviously, tomorrow's my last day. I'm away in London and it's payday, so it's fine. Um so did that on Friday night, um, and then Saturday went to Cardiff for the day or for the morning, um, and that was really nice. Obviously, just a lot of batshit crazy. But went to Specsavers, saw Luke and saw Sarah. That was really nice, and saw some of the guys there. Um, and then came back, and I met my friend Chris, who I've not seen for two years. Who's a Newport boy, used to live in Cheltenham. I used to work with him. He's now moved back. He moved back here in 2018, and obviously I'm now here. Um, so we went for a coffee and a drink, and just chilled out. It was really nice to see him. Um, and he, like, so this got mental. He's met a new lady, okay. uh, which I'm really, I'm really, really <clears throat> happy for him. You know, um, he's, he's, he seems over the moon, which is great. Um, his new lady is the mother of my sister's best friend's husband. Not only is she the mother of my sister's best friend's husband, she is uh, the mother of my sister's best friend's husband, who my sister's uh, is currently living in their house. Right now. Like, what the fuck? The world is tiny, is all I can say. Well, how did that happen? That's so weird. Yeah, nuts, isn't it? So he went, oh, and, and you know him, by the way. And I was like, know who? And he was like, 
her son's wife. And I was like, do I? <laughs> yeah, crazy. Crazy times, boys. It's a very small world. It's crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, so that happened. But then I, we were going to stay a bit longer, but obviously had to get back because we had a glorious interview. An interview that we have never, ever really done before. So you're in for a treat come mid-June, boys and girls. Yes, we are that far ahead. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah, so mid-June, it's uh, yeah, you're going to be intrigued. I know, I can I can feel it. I can hear it. I can hear you all right now. Yes, it, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> but other than that, man, like I said, I've just been watching a shitload of wrestling, um, catching up with, obviously, what's coming up, because there's three fucking pay-per-views this weekend, um, and uh, Battleground, Night of Champions, and Double or Nothing. Um, yeah, yeah uh, so I've got all that to look forward to over the bank holiday weekend, but I might take a trip to Cheltenham and go and see some of the, some of the family and whatnot. Uh, we shall see. Uh, it just depends on that, you know, money and shit like that. Because yeah. um, it's really fu- weirdly expensive to get there from here, and it's 50 minutes. That's so nuts, I don't it's get so how crazy. they price public transport. It makes no fucking sense. Because 75% of it lines the pockets of the government, and then the rest goes to the train companies. Oh, yeah, that'd be it. That's pretty much how it yeah, works. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we shall see. But, uh, yeah, so yesterday I spent all day just watching, literally all day. Play a bit of Last of Us 2, um, but not a lot. Um, and now here we are. Ta-da! We're all caught up, my friend. So shall we uh, check in? Check in with Brain Barry at Stay Cozy Clothing. Advert is fucking phenomenal, by the way. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Barry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boy. So, Jamie. <laughs> yes, sir. It's only your favorite segment of the week. Here it is. It's time for that fucking hench specimen to come on in here and treat the nation. It's time for Callum's Treachings. Yes. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. So, as I said, that hench specimen is back <laughs> to, treat, to treat us all to uh, his wonderful, wonderful mind, Jamie. Yes, sir. What is Callum treaching us this week, please? I wonder if there were adults who complained about how soft kids were when they outlawed child labour. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Callum! <laughs> wow. I mean, have they outlawed it, though? Eh, that's that's, that's the, Yeah. <laughs> but, jeez. Weirdly, I know what he's getting at. <laughs> because anything... That happens with the younger generation now. The older generation go, oh, they're fucking soft, didn't they? They're bloody soft. Oh, you couldn't act like that. Well, I never would have acted like that when I was young. But it does make you wonder, when they outlawed it, did the adults go, well, I had to do it. I was down the mine seven days a week, and no, I never bloody complained. It does make you wonder. 
it's a weird it's weird isn't it it's a it's a topic that do do we want to go down this road is all i want to say or down that mine uh, hey yeah um not particularly when i remember when i went to visit the the big pit down the mines in wales and it was like oh yeah kids just kind of like really as a child I, you know but it's weird because at that time that was normal exactly you know what, That's I mean? what i mean so would would we knowing what we know now as children would be a bit like, now i'd be like Fuck off, mate. <laughs> I'll go down once for Snapchat, but that's about it. <laughs> Put this on the old Instagram, hashtag dark. You know, like, just... The... <laughs> but it... I reckon, probably. I, I reckon, I, I definitely. Definitely, definitely dads. Mum's not so much, but I definitely think dads probably would have done it. But then, oh, yeah. but then, was was the whole? I, I imagine like the banter thing's been a thing for years and years. Like, could you imagine like the royals getting the royals of banter? Like, look at him, peasant, doesn't have a penny to his name. <laughs> That'll be like banter from like, the sixteen hundreds. <laughs> I wonder how it's evolved over the years. Um, but yeah, so I reckon absolutely their dads. But people were probably stricter back then as well. I don't know. It's really weird. That's, that's a hard one. But I, I think I definitely think they did. I bet they was like, "Oh bloody hell, you can't even go down man and earn some money for your family, bloody kids these days." Wally yeah, coughs up a lung from being stuck in a bloody mine for a week. <laughs> yeah, coughs up both of them. Oh look at that, Dad! But you want to complain now? My lungs are sat here. <laughs> look, they're still going up and down. They're still breathing. Can you walk them back in for me, please? <laughs> Thank you. You're right, Dad. You're a real man. You are. <laughs> obviously, Billy Elliot. I reckon that the dads would have been like that. Yes. Before Absolutely. he becomes proud of him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, no <laughs> chuffing way. That's not chuffing happening here. You must be fucking joking, mate. It's not champion. Um, it'd be, yeah. But yes, I, I absolutely think they would have done that. Absolutely. Yep. My, um, my brother, who's 18, 19 years old, he's, he was brought up my, with my dad, because obviously I was probably with my mum. And, um, different mums obviously and uh he's a rugby player he's been brought up a rugby player all his life my dad's very much like oh you know we don't we don't talk emotion here we just get on with it um oh, one of them he's very much changed with it like recently but he used to be like that and so um my brother passed out because one of his mates at football broke his finger like snapped it and it's like the bone was poking through Ooh, the top of his finger right. and my brother was driving to the hospital and he was just like, everything was fine. He turned and saw the bone and passed out while he was driving. Shit. Yeah. So, and then my brother, my 18-year-old brother, was just like, oh, I can't believe you're so soft, Joe. It's like, uh, no, no, he's definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. not. <laughs> right. I mean, if you saw bones protruding out of people, you know, in the moment, you probably would have probably the exact same thing. I'd have passed out or threw up or ran away screaming. Definitely. I wouldn't have just looked at it and gone, get over it, mate. Jesus. Oh, you never yeah, had bone talking up. Scratch. Merely a flesh wound. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, no, my brother was definitely not soft at all. No. So, and I, I hate that phrase. As well. Oh, it makes me cringe. So, you know what I mean? And it's like, ooh, fucking hard, mate. Like, not particularly, no. Mm. So, this just shows that I'm not gay for you. So, all right. Just... <laughs> I like the Darren Brown approach of when people start on you and you just confuse the fuck out of them by saying, is that awful at all? 
And they're like, eh? And you're like, no, I don't think so either. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see you later. And my favourite one, though, is obviously when people get on the bus and you don't want someone to sit next to you, so you just tap the seat and go, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I've kept it warm for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should probably move on from this. It's, uh, it's getting weird. What else, Jamie, has Callum been treating us this bloody week? You can basically violate any country's cuisine by putting ketchup on it. <laughs> Are you listening, Keris Mansfield? Are you listening to this right now? So true. Stop putting ketchup on everything. He doesn't need it. He's already got tomato-based sauce, and you don't need another fucking sauce to go on top. <laughs> it's fair. The same could be said to my son Sam, but with mayonnaise. Like he puts it on fucking everything. You don't need to. I don't. I don't. I oh, oh my mama used to make these all the time. We make a piece of the rest of my life. I mean, it took us forty years. Forty years, lovely. You got any mayo? <laughs> That's why I think you're fucking pizza, grandma. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed it. It took us fifty years to perfect the recipe. I don't give a shit. You got mayonnaise? <laughs> Because I'm going to absolutely coat this fucker in it. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's all I think your, gra- your pizza grandma <laughs> really did with some reason. So I mean, I don't absolutely. understand. You don't need to add, like, ketchup, <laughs> chips, absolutely. Brown sauce, fried breakfast, absolutely. But if you go elsewhere, stop destroying their fucking cuisine. With, you've got, sorry, you've got the HP sauce, you've got your blue salad cream. No, I fucking haven't, Dave. Grow up. <laughs> well, we're here. What the fuck is salad cream? <laughs> no, we're not going down that road again. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with it. I, I, I'll hold my hands up right now. Okay, I've been taking the piss. I used to do that all the time when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I would put condiments on fucking everything. Now I'm an adult. I don't do it anymore because it's... I go, actually, that tastes gorgeous the way it is. Exactly the same. I used to put ketchup on fucking everything. I used to catch up sandwiches. I used to love ketchup. Yeah, I used to just get a piece of bread, dollop of ketchup, job done. Nom. I don't know. Yeah, I used to do it all the time. But now, I very rarely have sauce. Like, very rarely add ketchup or mayonnaise or anything to things. It's, it's as good as it is. You don't need it. I remember I used to That's put ketchup nuts. in my lasagna. Why? It did taste good, to be fair, but yeah. Just, just it's not the point. Uh, I don't give yeah, a <laughs> I don't care if you enjoy it. Respect the country it came from. It's like, ah, oh, I love making lasagna. Oh, just like the Jamie used to fuck up. <laughs> you put the ketchup in there. No, I don't put the ketchup in there, Giuseppe. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, I don't want to look at the ketchup in there. But Jamie does. I don't give a shit if Jamie put the ketchup in the lasagna. He's a fucking idiot. You come from that horrible ta- city in England, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the horrific accent. Yes, I mean, look at something right now. Listen to us talk. It's absolutely beautiful. Listen to us talk. They only get one word out in about a year. Why is it every time someone does an Italian accent, their hand goes fucking crazy? It's <laughs> all part of it. So you know how the Italians always do this? Yes. I've seen the Indian, when Indian people speak, they always do this. I don't know why. It's obviously just just how it's come down in their in their heritage, the traditions, that sort of thing. When any person talks, they always go, "Ah, yes, you know," and they always shake their head. Well, it's Italians, it's always hand gestures. But I talk my hands a lot, but I'm not Italian, so 
I don't know. I was like, it's almost like I'm doing the fucking Macarena while I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, he is so right. Stop he violating other people's cuisine. Could you imagine ketchup in Chinese? I don't fucking think you could, oh, could you? Oh, no. You exactly. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, I really fancy a bindaloo. Have you got that salad cream? <laughs> Fuck off. No, get in the bin. Also, a bit too spicy. But get a Rogan Josh then. Get a fucking, you know. I was about to say tzatziki <laughs> again. That's on the brain. <laughs> get a fucking tikka masala. Oh, you're so soft for eating like mild curry. Oh, yeah. that, don't buy a korma. That's not a real curry. I think you'll find it is. That's why it's on the menu. Shut up. Oh, butter chicken, by the way. Oh, absolutely. What, Jamie? Superb. Mwah. Ah, catchphrase king, baby. Anyway. You know what? I, I can't. I, I like curry. I can't go too hot because nah. that's just going to play hell in your stomach and on your ring piece for about a good day. Yep. No thanks. Like, I'd rather enjoy yeah. my food in the moment. That's it. I'd, I need to have a massive shit. Wait, what? Where's the fucking toilet gone? It just like melts away <laughs> like the lava. <laughs> I'll put the toilet roll in the fridge so it's ready for later. In the fucking freezer, more like. Um, anyway. And finally, Jamie, what else is Callum treating us this week? Professional drywallers must be really good at putting cream cheese on bagels. <laughs> oh my god! With absolute, I bet they put the spirit level. I bet they do everything. They go all out. That's amazing. That is actually amazing. <laughs> That's top tier. That is super. <laughs> Their wives must love it. You want some uh, cream cheese, and that? that's the only thing they're good for in their relationships. <laughs> I, I could do you, but I could do you a fucking bagel with smoked salmon. I'll tell you that right now. You want some cream cheese in that bad boy? Give it here, oh, like all in one motion as well. There you go, look, there you go. Give me my fucking cream cheese trowel. You're in for a treat. Do you reckon that there's any res- re- uh, residue on the side so they wipe it off and just flick it on the floor? Like <laughs> Oh, there's a little bit of shit there. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll leave that for the people that own the house to deal with. Thank you. <laughs> it's us, love. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Will you clean that cream cheese off the floor? Fuck the man. Chris, it's been there for weeks. It fucking stinks. <laughs> Can you clean that shit up, please? Or I'm not, not doing it for you. It's cream cheese, Deborah. It's not shit. No, I'm not. Oh, well, actually, it's white. Why is it white? Is that your shot? That's cream cheese. <laughs> It's creamy and it's a little bit cheesy, but it's not cream cheese. Oh, oh dear! That. Could you get Chris? Could you give me a cream pass? Sure, go get me trowel. No, 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 no. You don't need. You don't need that. <laughs> Trust me, you don't. I don't want that anywhere near me. Thank you. That's for a cream pie. Yes, I know I did, Dave, but not the one you're obviously thinking of. Thank you. <laughs> Nothing needs spreading here. I tell you that right now. <laughs> Oh, this treat went south pretty quickly. But <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's absolutely fuck oh, I really want to see that now. I'm, not... <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what how good like painter decorators or any sort of like labourer is good at making that sort of uh, breakfast or transferable labor. skills, I reckon it's I reckon, yeah. Yeah. I bet they get the <laughs> butter on the toast into all the fucking edges. And it's like, yeah, to perfection. <laughs> It's like, why? so why do you want to be a plasterer, Dave? Yeah. Oh, I used to work in the cafe down the road. Perfect, you're hired. 
Why not a team? Which said, nope, no, I know exactly how good your spreading skills are. You'll be fine. <laughs> but the knife's a lot bigger. It's a fucking like big rectangular wedge. So I mean, that'd be absolutely fine. I've been wanting one of those for ages, Scott. So thank you so much. It'll make my job 10 times fucking faster. Scott, we've got a new character. I like it. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I called him Dave, so I had to call him something else. That's the first thing that came to my head. But that was another edition of Callum's Treachings. Absolutely spot on. Oh, no, you're getting a great show here. You are. Uh, but I, mean, nah, I mean, we're getting a great show because we have no one near back on the show. So, um, But I mean, I now have to follow this, Jamie. You do indeed, sir. Let me have my book. It's time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Okay, so regular back will hurt eventually. Boring, stupid bones. Backstreet's back. All right. Fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> I tried I had the whole time they'll start that. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> Not where I expected it to go. I hate my back. I literally, because I'm so tall, so like if I can put my hands on the table and I push myself up, literally goes all the way down, but then the muscles have relaxed. So if I, if I fall down, they spasm. So Ooh. then I'm on the floor for like half an hour going, yeah, well, I can't go anywhere for a minute. And then you just have to uh, do it yourself. I'm sorry. That doesn't sound nice. I've got some advice for you. Okay. All right. If your kid has a public meltdown and people won't stop staring... Just say this. I'm really sorry. She had an exorcism yesterday, but we weren't able to get them all. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Somebody went on, and this is why I love, right? The British. Somebody went on an air frying Facebook group to talk about air fryers. Um, is there any air fryer that can handle a family of eight? And someone replied, take it easy, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, Some of them responded, um, this is really not funny. That man was sick and mentally unstable. He was a murderer. Murder is not funny. To which the person then replied, is this your first day on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Clearly, yeah. So this has made the rounds online a lot. But I don't know. But it came back recently, so I don't know if you've, you might have seen this, you might have heard this, I don't know. Okay. This student got so drunk he decided to email his teacher and his teacher actually responded. So first I'll read the drunk student's email. Mr. Martin, just letting you know, this is all spelt horrifically as well, that you are a motherfucking G. (laughs) And I'm sorry that you are bald, lol. If you want, I can hook you... (laughs) I can hook you go with a girl who can get your hair back and keep you banging. (laughs) <laughs> also, I just need to ask you for an extension on my paper. I'm really fucked right now. I will be <laughs> sick tomorrow. <laughs> Keep slaying, boy. 
I forgot to do school loop again. Love you and see you Monday. Good fucking yard, Patrick Davidson. I hope that teacher gave him an extension because he fucking deserves one for that. Teacher's response. Are you ready? Oh. <laughs> Patrick. Sounds like you had a great night. I will extend your paper deadline to Wednesday at midnight. It must be submitted at this website. Yes. Please refer to my syllabus for information on how to submit your paper. I appreciate your concern for my bald head. My wife likes it, and I don't get paid enough to get hair implants. On a side note, what were you drinking last night? Next time you email me, I'd like a bottle of whatever you had so I don't have to remember what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Good yard, Mr. Martin. That teacher is an absolute hero. <laughs> Can you imagine Patrick waking up the next day and seeing oh. that email and going, oh my fucking God. Could you just imagine the awkwardness the next time he walks into that guy's class? What's up? What's up? What's up? He probably fist bumped him. <laughs> Sorry. <about that. laughs> um, I don't know about you. But this was a genius idea. I changed the sound of my alarm clock to hand clapping sounds to get all the recognition I deserve when I wake up at 7am. <laughs> I deserve that. I'm going to change that. I like that a lot. <laughs> you did it! You got out of bed! Thanks, thanks guys. Where's the fucking... Where's the toilet? I need a shit. <laughs> Time for me morning poo. Cheers, guys iPhone, I'm going to update your software tonight for you while you sleep. The next morning, iPhone, uh, look, I couldn't do it, bro. I just didn't feel right. Uh, The vibe was really off. (laughs) I do do love doing these. do Do you know what, Jamie? I really hate it when I'm on the treadmill accidentally hit the stop button and goes Chipotle to eat a burrito. <laughs> the amount of times I've walked out the gym and they gone and brought some shit to it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a British thing to do. God, I'm starving. I'll have a Mackey's. Fuck it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've just been to the gym. I'm fucking starving. I don't want to get make someone to get home. I'm knackered. I'll just grab something from the shop. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, look, everything here is unhealthy. This is the way. (laughs) The fact that people used to deliver pizzas before GPS is absolutely mental to me. People were really calling up a pizzeria like, I want a large pizza delivered in 30 minutes. I'm going to give you a random house number. Sorry, a house number and a random street name. Good fucking luck. Really good point. It's like before sat navs, they must have sat there with a fucking A to Z trying to work out the hell they're going. Sorry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, this is some really good advice for people that want to become homeowners. Okay. So, how I became a homeowner in my 20s. All right. Are you ready for this? Go on. I cut back on sushi. I only eat it six days a week. Uh, my father, the inventor of blood, wired me $7 million. <laughs> 
Basically, Daddy paid for it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just the inventor of blood is a bit of a comedy. I struggled to get past that. I was like, the inventor of blood? What? It's just meant to be funny, Jamie, that was all. No, it just wasn't the sentence I was expecting. <laughs> and I mean, when I said the other day, it could be any time between yesterday and my birth. Um, yeah, that's Olivia. That is Olivia. Daddy, do you remember this? No, when was it? Last week. Oh, look. Olivia, that was three years ago, love. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> or it could have been an hour ago. That's nuts. That's just random little... I was just starting to get memories. That's cute, though. It's, it's great. It's just you've got to think to yourself, when the fuck did this happen? Because her timescales are not helping in this situation. Daddy, when my other daddy left... Wait, what? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? When the postman left. No. <laughs> Don't the milkman in, but don't have milkman anymore. <laughs> it's a fucking... Um, uh, like air conditioning repairman now, or some bollocks. <laughs> Plumber. Plumber. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a website. Um, I'm going to call it Older Fans. And it's just me. It's just me telling you what part of my body hurts today and what minuscule task I was doing that caused it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make millions. <laughs> Next day, I slept. <laughs> <laughs> my knee today, I turned to the left slightly. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I mean, little kids, man, they're so fucking dumb. Are we there yet? Yeah, man, we're fucking there. I find a solution this random stretch of highway. Get it together. <laughs> and finally, Jamie, to end off the journal this week. Britain. It's just a load of stressed, tired people pretending to hope their emails find each other well. (laughs) (laughs) And that (laughs) was another edition (laughs) of Tom's Journal. What makes that funny to me is I end a lot of my emails saying, hope you're well. (laughs) Yeah, I hope this email finds you well. Oh, brilliant. What a way to end, and what a way to bring in that piece of resistance. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Chronicles of Noel McNeil 2. Noel McNeil is returned to us again. We are so glad to have Noel on the show again. This man is absolutely amazing. For those unaware, he's a puppeteering legend. He has worked on Sesame Street for over 30 years. He's currently working off Broadway and Little Shop of Horrors. But ladies and gentlemen, we mostly know this man for playing that legend that is there in the big blue house. He is joining us again to talk all about his brand new book, his memoirs. Hey, this was really fun. And so much more. My God, this was amazing. Yeah, this is uh, this is a great conversation. Noel, obviously, like Jamie just said, is back to discuss all about Bear Bibbly House now being on Disney+. Plus. Talk about um, his role as Audrey and all of the plants in uh, Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway. And of course, his book, 
his brand new book, hey, this is really fun. His memoirs, which are a fantastic read, by the way. And get excuse me, sorry, get on Amazon right now while uh, while we're talking about this. And of course, he's now directing Sesame Street after all that time working on set. It's incredible. And it's just a really great conversation. Um, and there are some Susan McNeil little plugs in there for his wife's books as well. So, um, you know, so I had to get involved. I had to get involved making that little reel earlier earlier today on, on Monday. It's because on Friday. So, um, but guys, you're going to really enjoy this. It's uh, it's one hell of, a, of an interview. Um, and Noel is just gracious and wonderful as always. Yes, sir. Do you happen to have any final words at all? Just a massive thank you to Noel for coming and joining us again and sitting down. And as you saw at the start of this episode, boys and girls, this episode was brought to you. It was opened and introduced by Bear himself. God, I love this one. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, he's back. It's no McNeil. Hi, guys. Look who it is. <laughs> How are you, Noel? Are you well? I'm good. How are you guys? Tired, yeah. but other than that, good. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Monday. Yeah, I think I think if you look at the word "tired" in a dictionary, you'll probably see my face today. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, That's it's the first day of a new month. It can't be that bad. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on, James. Just, just a very busy, <laughs> very busy weekend and night shifts and blah. Yeah. Just... <laughs> well, thanks okay, for having me talking. back, guys. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, I mean, obviously, when I saw you back in February, um, there we it had to be done. It had to be done. So obviously, with how much you've done in the last couple of years, it's like, yeah, we need to have Noel back. Plus, we've upgraded since we last spoke to you. We we actually have sponsors and stuff now, and things going on. Woo-hoo! So yeah, <laughs> um, so, different you know, name. It, uh, it just Congrats. made sense. It just made yeah. sense. All right. So it'd be good to catch and up. I got this thing to plug. So there you go. <laughs> oh, this thing you mean? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that was. It's been there for a while. It's, it's like... <laughs> it could be like a trick, just like pass it down to you. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, well, well obviously you know how this goes uh, Jamie's just going to do a nice introduction just to lead, bring everybody in and then we're just going to bombard you no, with questions how does that sound? Great because I can blather like nobody's business so go for it <laughs> Yes that's what we like <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful let me do my little introduction then Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you a returning guest who we originally spoke to way back in June 2021. Today's guest has spent a life and career bringing smiles to the faces of people, both young and old, with legendary performances on Sesame Street last week tonight, and most famously as a particular bear who lives in a big blue house. Here to talk all about his new book, Hey, This Was Really Fun. Possibly the nicest person on planet Earth. Boys and girls, join us as we bring you the chronicles of Noel McNeil 2. <laughs> that was a wonderful introduction. And if I'm the nicest person you've met, you need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> you're bare. As far as I'm concerned, no one can ever top being the nicest person. Bear is the nicest you're person. <laughs> <laughs> I better scratch out the the last few of my questions. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! 
I mean, uh, bear with. Uh, oh, uh, hey. uh, hey. uh, <laughs> more of that coming, uh, kids. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what you buy? Stay cozy. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, we spoke to you back in June of 2021. I I couldn't believe I can't myself believe it's that long ago. Two actually. years, June crazy. of 2021. Wow. Yeah, June specifically June 19th. I went back in our calendar and had a look. Um, wow, crazy, absolutely crazy. But how? Just on a generic spectrum, like how have the last few years been for you? Um. Well, good. This first of all, this whole thing of a pandemic seems to be over, so that was kind of nice. So, um, and then just been uh, busy with uh, like uh, with Sesame Street. I'm now a uh, director for the show, so that's been fun. Been great. Uh, actually, working with um, uh, one of the characters. There was one segment that I'm I'm, I'm a director for, and it's called the uh, Monster Foodie Trucks. And it's with Cookie Monster and Gonger. And Cookie Monster is played by Dave Rudman, and Gonger is played by uh, Warwick, who I don't know if you know, but uh, Warwick is this great puppeteer who's like been on the Dark Crystal, and he has his own Scottish show, maybe even Mo, and he's also one of the mongrels of uh, Dodge, and and so he's he's, he's hmm. great. He's this great puppeteer. He's like awesome so warwick davis he's like so funny and so clever and he and dave have uh this great chemistry as a uh, gonger and uh as cookie monster so i've been doing that and then lately i've also been uh the swing puppeteer for the off-broadway production of little shop of horrors yeah. so every now and then I get to be a man-eating plant which i'm actually doing this weekend like five straight shows because uh, one of the main puppeteers is way so I'm doing coverage for uh, Friday and both matinee, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and evening Saturday and Sunday. So quite the workout coming up. <laughs> That's incredible, absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, I just want to wish a massive congratulations to you, son Matt, for getting into Boston Conservatory at Berkeley. That is incredible news, absolutely amazing. Yeah. What's he studying? He's studying uh, vocal performance. Oh wow. Yeah, so I'm is sure it's like a lot of classical training, but that can easily be adapted for musical theater, which he's also interested in because he's done his school has done um, two productions on, in the since since they've been back uh, last year when he was a junior, they did Rent the musical and not Rent Junior where it gets kind of edited and you know Angel has a cold or anything. It's like it's like the full blown <laughs> version of it with everything, and I mean everything and so then this year they did carry the musical <laughs> and yes it's take a moment Stephen to absorb King's that for carry, a second yeah? just yeah. just carry the, carry the musical how can you make wow. that a musical <laughs> ah there's this great podcast speaking of podcasts let's cross promote it's called out for blood and it's by two of your countrymen two two brits who are obsessed with the history of carry the musical that started at Stratford on Avon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'll let you go from there. Just like go to, it's like, you know, Out for Blood, the history of Carrie the musical. It's like eight installments and not boring at all. It is an amazing story. It is like the, it, it's just like everything that was supposed to go right and just went raw <laughs> with this musical. <laughs> but they revived it a couple of years ago and we, it was revived a couple of years ago and was retweaked. So now a lot of high schools do it because of the focus on 
uh, bullying and abuse. And so it does it. But as my son said, you know, the, the music's great. The script sucks because it was written by people who think this is what high schoolers talk like. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I just yes. can't work out how you make songs out of that story. Like... <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find this now. That's amazing. Oh, yes. yeah, absolutely. You got you, you to listen to this. A couple of the songs are actually quite beautiful and, and haunting, but it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as, I mean, here in New York, there was, there was this thing um, years ago, a development, it, it used to develop musicals. It was called, um, um, I forgot what it was called just now, but it was uh, a, a place that would develop musicals and would stage them either like with readings or full-blown productions to help get interest in having them move forward. And so there was one musical, musical, uh, musical theater works, that's what it was called. And there was one musical my friend had was a member of this and he took me to it. And it was a production and it was called Cradle Song. And it was a musical about crib death. What the fuck? <laughs> what the? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you yes. talk to Bear, you sense yourself, boys and girls. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my well, days. We started out with this like very yuppie couple who were so absorbed with their careers and advancing. And then they discover that they're going to have a baby and it just throws their whole lives into a loop. And then by the end of act one, they've actually accepted the fact that this is what life is meant to be. This is what it's all about. This is what our lives were meant to have one more person to shift the focus from, from us to all of us. And they like, they sing like a little song about that. And as they walk off and they're in front of the bassinet, looking at the bassinet, and as they walk off, the lights dim, except for this one shaft of light that glows onto the bassinet. And then intermission. <laughs> and oh we come back. Day. And we come back six months later and well. Yeah. So anyway, that was fun. Um <laughs> it's it's not very often I'm rendered completely speechless, but I have literally no idea what to say. <laughs> what the <laughs> There you go. Wow. That's what he taught. Psycho Barber, please. <laughs> I see your Psycho Barber and I raise you. <laughs> raise you. A telekinetic teenager. I don't know how to go on following that. I'm a bit like. <laughs> What, See, it I, starts out as a compliment towards my son and ends up with this sort of weird <laughs> <laughs> left field kind of like, what, what is going on in yeah. theater? Yes. Yeah. No, where are you taking us? Where are we going? <laughs> what's, what's down this road? Why is it getting so what's dark? Going on? <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, he's, he, oh, and so, so the director of, of, of the high school, he picked like Rent and then he also picked Carrie. So at the end of the last show, they always announce next year's uh, musical, which my son's going to come back to and watch. And so having done Rent, having done Carrie, next year's musical is Titanic. Well, it could have been worse. It could have been, it could have been <laughs> Cardiff. So... <laughs> <laughs> that Titanic the musical is playing in the city I live in Birmingham and I'm like I love the movie Titanic I've always been loved the story of it, but 
I can't imagine that as a musical. Again, just it sounds so weird to me. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then also, I mean, it was staged on on Broadway and all that. And you know, aside from like the music, you know, it, in terms of like you know sets and aesthetics, you know, it does have to at some point start to tilt because that's yeah. what's happening to the ship. So, as well <laughs> as the fact that you go from Rent, where like you know. Angel dies. That's one person. Then you go to Carrie, and about like you know forty people die because you know that's what happens when you go to prom. <laughs> now you've gone to Titanic, and so a couple of us were actually wondering, like, is 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 he okay? Is is the director going through some sort of like depression? Is he is he living out some sort of therapy that we're not aware of? <laughs> every year the death toll just gets higher. <laughs> it's it's so every year. Exactly. I was going to say, the, yeah. ne the next one's probably like Armageddon, but the meteor yeah, exactly. actually hits the earth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, everyone dies. <laughs> the entire universe Existence dies. is gone, yeah. Exactly. So it's just like, wow. So yeah, so he's, uh, so despite that, my son is interested in musical theater. <laughs> and uh, he's really good. I'm, I'm very proud to, to say that he's very good. Also, very proud, I mean, he... Um, I'm also proud of the fact that he did this whole application process himself. Like he applied to these schools. He did all the deadlines. He did all the the essays. And my wife, who is an author, Susan Ely McNeil, author of the Maggie Hope Mysteries. And there you go, available on Amazon. Um, but he did this all himself. We didn't have to like badger him once. We didn't like to look over his shoulder. We didn't have to pay people off like you know, <laughs> like, you know, all those people in Hollywood did. <laughs> like he did this all himself. So, and um, and Boko was like the like the first choice, and he got in. So, huzzah! That's and incredible. also selfishly, it's like we 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 said to him we would support anywhere because he actually auditioned for a couple of places in the UK, and uh, we said we will support. Excuse me, we will support wherever you go. But when he was favoring Boko. Boston Conservatory, we were like, yes, that's only three hours away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Let you fly yeah. the nest, but not that far. Far, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A little tether, just like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, so, so, we've been, so, we, so we've been busy, like, like, celebrating that, as well as the fact that this is now a huge life change for all of us and we've talked about it how you know we're so proud of him and uh the fact that this is a new chapter and a new adventure but we're also acknowledging the fact that it's also an ending it's like mm. it's the ending of his childhood and how he is now stepping into adult he's 18 now so that's adulthood part one and so he's well aware of that too and realizing like oh bollocks it's like i really gotta like get my act together it's like yeah like doing your own laundry now <laughs> boots him out of the door goodbye goodbye <laughs> <laughs> throwing the stuff into the car hey now this is it's really time fun. to go <laughs> <laughs> you know, on tiktok there was like there was this girl who posted there was like there was a trend on tiktok last year where taking songs out of context like in, inappropriately and this one, one guy she had 
and spent an evening with him. And so the next morning, as he was leaving, he puts on his iPhone and starts playing the goodbye song <laughs> as he's leaving. <laughs> It's like this is that's like wow. It's <laughs> amazing. Still touches so many people in so many ways. <laughs> Secrets. Oh. But obviously you mentioned before I was gonna bring it up, you've been working off Broadway in Little Shop of Horrors. Right. Like playing Audrey 2. That is absolutely incredible. And I saw that, I was like, oh, that is just awesome. Is this the first time you've done off-Broadway puppeteering or on stage, or is this something you've done before? Yeah, I've done. Yeah, this is like the first. I mean, it was like the first. This is the first legitimate theater I've I've done. I mean, I've done theater where I've produced shows for the Bronx Zoo, uh, which is theater, but it's like you know, with like the, the smell of giraffe dung in the background, but it's still theater. But this is like legit, like off-Broadway, which I've never done before, and being in the world of like theater is so different because I've only been in the world of television and mm -hmm. like, you know, the occasional movie and commercial, but never theater. And so there's always like the Tony Awards, there's always throughout the show, they mention the word community until it becomes like a drinking game after a while. It's like the community, we have the community, this great community, this theatrical community, the Broadway community, it's just <laughs> on and on and on. And it's like, well, it's true. I finally realized it's true because um, the, the cast, the staff, the crew of Little Shop, they are the nicest people. And they know each other. They know each other from like other shows and other productions, like off-Broadway, Broadway, national tours. It's unbelievable, which is why, kids, if you get to do theater, make sure you're a team player because reputations last and it will follow you. <laughs> Because one of the actors uh, said that he was in a production that was on Broadway. And then when a, a new production was being considered somewhere, uh, people in the room, they, you know, producers, directors, like they go through and they think of names. And this person's name came up. And one of the people in the room said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't want that person. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why? And then started to tell all the things that this person had done in this production so again <laughs> make sure you're a team player <laughs> Ooh, <then>. exactly. <laughs> what made you want to dip your toe into the world of theater because you've done tv for so long now what made you go actually i want to get on broadway for a little bit and try this out it was funny i actually took my son to see a little shop in february of 2020 and I was watching it and thought like, well, this was a great production. I know the guys who made the, the plants, uh, Monkey Boys production. And it was great. And I thought, it was like, hmm, it's like, that would kind of be fun to do. I could do this. Hmm. And that was it. This is like, never thought about it. <laughs> and then last fall, Mark Petrosino of Monkey Boys called me and said, no, they're looking for a new vacation swing for Little Shop. Would you be interested? And I was like, Oh, let's see. Puppet's big, it's cumbersome, it's sweaty, it's heavy as heck. Sure, why not? <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> exactly. Right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then I, I uh, started re rehearsing. And it was funny, like, I, I, I rehearsed. And then, like, on my very first day of rehearsal, 
they were like, I know we'd like you to uh, go on uh, next week. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't even touched a plant yet. And you're already saying, you're scheduled for next week. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way, it's like that your, um, your, your career procedure, basically. They all go, well, he's been in puppetry for 40-odd years. So it's almost like they go, he, he clearly knows what he's doing, right? Well, how can difficult it be to control Audrey too, a massive man-eating plant? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, here's the thing about theater though. It's like, unlike TV, you know, like TV, you like, you know, you, you walk through it, you rehearse it one or two times, you do a take, maybe you do one more and then that's it. With theater, there's always notes, always <laughs> notes, no matter how many times you do this, <laughs> there will always be a note. <laughs> Even if the notes conflict with the previous note, there will <laughs> always be a note. We could just move that left leaf just slightly to the right. That would be perfect. Exactly. So it was just, be like, perfect. Yeah, just, just like a half second, like, really? <laughs> like, that's what you're looking at? <laughs> drag them out into so, the audience uh, tell me one person in the audience that would have noticed that <laughs> tell me one person <laughs> <laughs> who would notice it yeah so uh yes yeah, so it's often like on you know on sesame they'll they'll bring up a point that's so like moot and i'll i would just remind them you realize our core audience smacks themselves in the face when they wave bye-bye so i think we can get away with this Oh, I love the idea of something like the mouth needs to be open at 55 degrees, you open it at 37. Okay, it needs to be a bit wider. And they're there with like the protractors to like measure and a bit wider, no, a bit wider. But there we go, perfect, excellent. And then next week it's like, you it see, needs to be 38 degrees, not 55. Right. You think that's a joke? Oh, no. That's very close to what one of the notes was. No. In terms of like having the plant smile. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like, this yeah. Is insane. This is insane. It's insane, uh -huh. insane. but yeah. yeah, but 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 I love it. And what's great is because there's there's four what's plants or as they're called pods. So pod one is the little one that gets placed on the counter that comes to mm. life for the first time. Pod two is the one Seymour, the actor, actually holds, and it's a fake arm, so he has his arm inside. He's manipulating it. But then there's pod three that does the song "Get It," which is "Feed Me," and then. There's uh, the last one, pod four, which is the ginormous one that pretty much like eats half the cats. And with that one, which what's great is that's the one that at the very end of it, there's a monitor. So you can see what the audience is seeing. So you can see on stage. So suddenly now it's like I'm back in my comfort zone where I just have a monitor where I can actually puppeteer instead of imagining what it looks like. And it's great. So as big, as cumbersome as it is, my favorite pod is pod four. <laughs> I, I was there all over again. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to say, is the actual puppeteering itself work on stage different to how it is on TV? Or is it pretty much just the same thing? I was like, it's, it's, it's well, with, with TV, it's more like nuanced because it's TV is very uh, personal. It's like, you're looking at this particular thing. But with theater, you're playing to like a house. So you really are playing to the cheap seats in the back. 
So you can't be too subtle, otherwise it won't it won't read. Mm. So you can do you can do something and just make sure that they understand what's what's happening. So, but yeah, you have to kind of like finesse it a little bit. And, and like I said before, like imagining what it looks like to the to the people out there. So, which is why during um, rehearsals, I've actually recorded like me doing the plan, and then me and the head puppeteer Teddy would go over it, and so this way I can see what it looks like to the audience. So, yeah. What is a what exactly is a vacation swing? You mentioned at the start that that's literally what you're there to do. So, what exactly is that? <clears throat> yeah, this is also part of like the whole world of theater that I've been learning. <laughs> there's like there's like the, the stars, and then there's understudies, and understudies are the people who understudy like you know a main character or two, <laughs> and then there is the like swings, like me who actually we're not an understudy for like everybody we're a swing for like a specific like role so in my okay. case i'm the swing for uh, for puppetry coming in and doing it when either teddy or weston long aren't uh, available so i will come in and i would i will do that and currently it's me and another puppeteer jonathan lyons we are the vacation swing and back in January, um, here, here in New York, we were ravaged between COVID and the flu. And so there was this like two weeks where it was like almost everybody was out. <laughs> and so oh. I was on John Hosh, who was the other puppeteer. He was on uh, Aaron, the voice of the plant. He was out. And so Major was on. Uh, two of the urchins were out. So two of the urchins were on. And so Audrey was out. So then the understudy for Audrey was on. And so it was just down to like Matt Doyle, who's the current Seymour and Brad Oscar, who is a uh, Mushnik. And it, we were just like, guys, you have got to stay healthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you've got to stay healthy. <laughs> when you're not on stage, we're going to wrap you in bubble wrap and stay in that exactly. room. Don't go to exactly. anyone. <laughs> right. You're not going to, you're not going anywhere. Also the fact that being in theater, you, you don't, this, which was really, Great, because I started rehearsing with Matt Doyle, who was taking over for Rob McClure, because Rob McClure was uh, the Seymour before he left. And Rob McClure is like this accomplished actor and was like, you know, Tony nominated. And Matt Doyle is a Tony winner. And I mean, come from company and like this extensive career. And it's like, these guys do not have egos because there's only one male dressing room. Like, that's it where seven guys share this one small room. <laughs> and it's very similar to the women. There's this one small room. So you don't have time for egos and prima donnas. So, which is also part of how nice these, these people are. It's like, I, I love these people. They're, they're so cool and so talented, so ridiculously talented, so. I suppose it goes back to that family thing you were saying before. Mm -hmm. It's a, say it with me, community. Community. <laughs> I said the wrong one. <laughs> community. I mean, I know you said you've got a call from somebody, but with roles like this in theatre, did you still have to audition for the ones that people just call you up and go, I know exactly who'd be perfect for this role? Oh, that's what happened with, with this, with Little Shop, because Monkey Boy, they've known me for 
they've known me for years. And so, in fact, uh, Mike Latini, who is Mark's partner, he was a uh, bear puppeteer for the live show that would tour. So, oh wow, they've known me for a while. So yeah, so this it really was one of those cases where. Uh, the production asked, do you know anybody? They were like, oh, maybe Noah would like to do it. So, Absolutely. yeah. So this was one of the cases. In other cases, you do have to audition. I'm sure if somehow I wasn't getting it, I'm sure they would like say, thank you so much. But but luckily, it it, it, it did work out. So I suppose for you, it's nice to have like new challenges. Like you've been saying, you've been doing this for years. Have like a new challenge, doing something different. I suppose it's quite nice for yourself as well. Oh yeah, that keeps it yeah in my you know incredibly limited wheelhouse of expertise. Like this is right up my alley, which is which is great. So, and you know it's also nice being you know I'm on contract with those shops. So as a vacation swing, you know I get paid whether they use me or not. So nice. that's really oh. nice too. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> Would, exactly. you, would, oh. you, would you want to do more? Would you want to do more productions of anything else? I don't know. I'm trying. I was racking my brain really quickly to find if there's any more puppets in any more Broadway shows, but I can't I know, think of it. Any more puppets in yeah, puppets of Broadway? Yeah, like, well, here's the thing with, with puppetry and, and Broadway. Um, the fact that we're able to do it is because you know we're puppeteers, but there have been other puppet instances where the puppeteer has not been allowed to do it. Uh, years ago, there was Shrek the Musical, and um, there was the part where the magic mirror, like, talks to um, um, Lord Farquaad, and so it was this ginormous mirror that came down, and it was this face inside that would um, be um, radio controlled by John Tattaglia, uh, who is an amazing puppeteer. He was the original uh, Princeton Avenue Q. He's in Fraggle Rock. He's a director of theater oh, wow. at the Mooney here in the U.S., and so he would um, um, manipulate the you know the face. But there's a union here called IATSE, which is kind of like the mafia of Broadway, where it's like if they deem something a prop, it's their jurisdiction. So the fact that this mirror came down, this they said it was a piece of scenery it was like a ginormous prop and so it was under their jurisdiction and so they had one of their guys manipulate the face and the mouth and johnny was then only allowed to do the voice and they took this for like you know to try and fight it and like nope they lost because of the fact that this was considered a prop now how come we can do the puppets for little shop it's because of the fact that we quote unquote, wear them. They're on our actual body. Like pod mm. one is like on my arm. Pod three, I'm actually inside and pod four too. So I'm sort of wearing it. And because I'm wearing it, it's considered like a costume, which an actor would wear. And so uh... that's why we're allowed to do it. <laughs> that's crazy. It's very similar yeah. to like Wicked on Broadway. It's a, it's a, it's the giant head of the wizard, but a puppeteer doesn't do it. The actor doesn't do it. It's a prop person does it. That's that's it's, mad. Yeah, it's almost like it's just really, being really fin- that's finicky. So big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh. Just moving on slightly, like like I said, so much has happened since we last spoke to you, uh, and you mentioned at the beginning you are now uh, you've been with Sesame Street for 40, 40 seasons, and you're now directing yeah. uh, directing the series and uh, the social impact projects, which is incredible. How did that actually? Because obviously you were a wrangler when you first started, and now. Yeah. And now you're here directing. Like that must be mental. How did that actually happen? Oh yeah, beyond mental. Like the the first day of this past season, um, as a director, they they sent a car for me to take me to the studio. So it's like, yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, nonprofit. And so they they sent me to the studio. And so my son's high school is across the street from the studio. So I said, it's like, you want a lift? (laughs) He's like, sure. So I gave him a lift to the studio and it happened to be his birthday too. So I gave him a lift. And so we get out and I hug him and then we just pretty much walk in opposite directions. He walks across the street and I just walk inside. And so I was, as I was walking inside, I was thinking like, if you told, you know, 21 year old, no, 40 something years ago that you'd be getting out of a car to direct Sesame after dropping off your teenage son across (laughs) the street. (laughs) Now that's mental. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, it's yeah. Went from wrangling to background puppetry to being a consultant for the uh, the international production of Sesame, getting travel to the other countries. And now I'm a I'm a director for the show, which is awesome. And it's really it's really fun. That's the other thing I've been having. Like the first time I uh, came home after the Monster Foodie segment, my wife said, uh, "How was it?" It's like it was great. It's like Professionally, this is the most fun I've had in years. And it was awesome because of the fact that, especially with a show like Sesame, I know how it works, having been there for quite some time. And so from a puppetry standpoint, from a assisting the puppeteer standpoint, from a wrangling standpoint, as well as, well as from the directing standpoint, because I've worked with some amazing directors on Sesame and some not so amazing directors. <laughs> <laughs> so I know exactly what to do and definitely what not to do. I suppose as well, you're going to have like the best rapport with the cast and the crew and everyone because you've known them for so many years. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of like, uh, like a lot of them have like, you know, come and gone. But uh, there's uh, there's actually we were talking about recently, there's only a handful of us left who actually worked with Jim Henson. Mm. And it's like, it's me. Pam Marciero, Marty Robinson, who, by the way, originated the plants of Little Shop of Forest. Uh, when I started in 1982, Marty started um, doing Little Shop of Horrors at night. And so wow. he would do Sesame Street in the daytime. And then he would go and do Little Shop at night. And it was him and uh, puppeteer Lynn Hipp- Hippin doing the, the plants. And so the majority was pretty much like Marty and, and Lynn would assist. And so when Marty wasn't like, you know, doing something on the show on Sesame, he'd be in his dressing room, just asleep, just out. <laughs> and then come six o'clock, head downtown and, and do little shops. So for like that year, he was exhausted and jacked like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> he told That's me, like, yeah, it's like that show did. wrecked my body. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still performing on the show as well as directing, or are you just solely oh, yeah. directing? Oh yeah, every now, every now and then, I, I do get to uh, perform. I mean, 
granted now it's like if you look at the end credits we have like you know two major league baseball teams of puppeteers that's how many there are now but occasionally i do get to like to to, to puppeteer like this past a uh, couple of weeks ago when i was directing the social social impact uh, project there were a couple of videos we were doing in one day and one day had these characters with a, a teacher and so matt vogel who's uh the puppet captain for the show as well as big bird in the count and a really good friend he said no would you mind doing the teacher it's like sure i don't mind that'd be fun and another paycheck Cha-ching. so <laughs> <laughs> exactly as long as the cash is in sure i'll do it <laughs> have my character say cut at the end of his line yeah <laughs> <laughs> What do you reckon is the um, contribute to the success of Sesame Street for the fact that it's been going for so long and it's still going strong now? Oh, yeah. We're currently airing uh, season 53. We just wrapped season 54. And they've already started work on the curriculum and scripts for season 55, which will start later this year. And so it's Sesame, it was this, there's this great documentary called, it's based on the book. It's called Street Gang, uh, the story of Sesame Street, how, how, how we got to Sesame Street. And it was a book uh, by Michael Davis, and, and now it's a, a documentary. And here it's seen on like uh, HBO Max. And it's great. And it just still tells the story about how this show uh, started. And it's, it's one of those shows where you just won't ever see this kind of show Again, certainly not longevity. There will never be a kid show that will be going on for 55 years. <laughs> um, but the fact this was a very special show that had never been done before. And I, I remember the when I was a kid, there was a sh- on a Sunday night, there was a half hour show hosted by these two puppets, one who had the head of a football, the other kind of like the head of a banana named Ernie and Bert. And they talked about this brand new show coming on tomorrow morning. And they showed scenes from it. And what was great um, back then for me was that I, I live in New York and I grew up in central Harlem. So Sesame Street looked like where I grew up. And so mm. it just had that great appeal of being able to walk out. And, you know, it wouldn't be surprising, like at the trash can, have Oscar pop up or have, you know, the empty lot like down the street have like, you know, big birds nested because it looked like what you would you would see it. And because of the... Um, because of that, the characters also popped a lot more. You can they weren't lost in the in the background. So and then they were just teaching kids to be originally, you know, ready for um preschool. And it they still we still do that, but we also um touch into like, you know, uh social issues over the years that have uh have been necessary because uh the world that kids are growing up in just seems to get more and more complicated each and every day. And so, yeah, we're still teaching the number three and, you know, B is for bowl, but yeah, also going through about sharing and cooperation and characters like Julia, who makes you aware that this is someone that has something in um, about them called autism and it's okay. Yes. It's like, this is how she behaves. And if you know somebody, then this is what you can expect, but you can still have fun with them just in, you know, a way that will help them have fun. And 
and other ways. And just introducing uh, characters like Tamir and uh, and Gabby, who are black. They're black puppets. They're African Americans, African American Muppets, and they're they're great. <laughs> they're awesome. I directed uh, last year. There was a social impact project. It was uh, with Wes and Elijah, who are two African American puppets, a father and son. Elijah's the dad. Wes is the son. And there was this whole segment that the puppeteers came up with that takes place in a barbershop. And you can see it on YouTube, Sesame Barbershop. And it's great. It was like, they were there and we auditioned uh, an actor who was, who was black and he was the barber. And we had another black Muppet and Roscoe Orman who was Gordon, he's in it too. And a friend of mine who's, who's black told me, no, this was fantastic. Sesame hasn't been this black since 1974. <laughs> and so <laughs> he loved it. People just like, people like really, really love it. It resonated so well. In fact, <clears throat> in order to get the look of the barbershop, um, we were going back and forth about it and suggesting that maybe there'd be like um, photos in the back of like people from the past. And so I took like two of my ancestors and like, posted it like with little photoshops you mean you mean something like this and it was like yeah and it's like could we use those photos and i was like oh sure <laughs> so my awesome. so my my yeah so my uh my great-grandfather and great-great-grandmother are on this wall <laughs> with gordon sitting in front <laughs> that's awesome though yeah so i mean like one I... of the things where my ancestors would never have believed this like after like in 20 18, when we did um, the Muppets at the O2, and we all scattered to the four corners of Europe, and my wife and son and I went to uh, to Erisag, Scotland, and I was standing outside of uh, the, the beautiful land looking at, you know, the landscape, and I was just thinking, like, there's no way that my ancestor, who emigrated from Scotland, would have guessed that his direct descendant would be brought back because of a pig and a frog. <laughs> 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 that's a great way of putting it <laughs> it's, like, it's like hey I mean <laughs> the fact that obviously you're addressing real world issues and things that are going on and like you say like kids lives I mean I would hate to be a child now like with all the technology and everything going on and it's just there's so much I wouldn't say pain in the world but there's just uh, life just seems to be a lot crazier than you know, I remember it being um and the fact that sesame reaches out and addresses those issues i was we will get to it funny enough i was reading your book Noel, um and uh there was a, a story you wrote in there about um is it your uh will lee who played mr mr booper hooper mr hooper, mr. hooper. Was it? yeah yeah right. yeah sorry well, that was a very big bird reference because he also yes! gets the name wrong all the time so that's great <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad you picked up on that <laughs> five points um, Gryffindor. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> um, and obviously, sadly, he passed away. Uh, and yeah. he was like a quite a big mainstay character. And instead of going like, you know, when he was like, oh, what are we going to do with this? The fact that you addressed the fact that he, you know, he'd passed on and everything and it got recognized all over the world near enough, I think is absolutely amazing. And that's why I think Cement Sesame Street is such a massive show because you address real world issues. You don't ignore, you know, it's not like, oh, they're kids. We can't talk about this. It's the fact that you go, well, this has happened, but let's find a way we can talk about it in a way that they're going to understand that we're not there going, you know, um, it's not too 
over the top, I suppose. I couldn't think yeah. of a good analogy for it. But yeah, the fact that you're addressing yeah. these issues, I think is absolutely superb. Oh yeah. I mean they took the they took the time between seasons to figure out like what to do about Mr. Hooper. And then they decided like what if we actually explain that he died, which is very respectful towards the audience and also respectful to the memory of Will Lee rather than say Mr. Hooper moved away or to recast him. Um, and so again, it's like, and that had never, ever been done on a children's show before. And so they, they did this and people talk about like the segment where Big Bird finds out or is reminded that he died and what that means. But before that, there's this other segment that happens where Gordon's standing and he's reading a newspaper and Big Bird suddenly walks by him backwards with his head between his legs. And Gordon says, Big Bird, what are you doing? He said, I'm walking down the street with my head between my legs. Like, why? Because, just because, yeah, just because. And he's like, you wanna join me? And so Big, so Gordon puts it down and like they both were walking out of frame with their head between legs and all that. <laughs> so then other things happen, you know, and then that's when the scene comes where Big Bird has all these pictures with all of his friends that he gives to everybody in the arbor. And the last one is of Mr. Hooper. And can't wait to give it to him. And they say, Big Bird, don't you remember he died? He's dead. And Big Bird's like, oh, right. Yeah, you did tell me that. Oh, well, I'll just wait till he gets back. And that's when Susan says, Big Bird, when someone dies, they don't come back. And he says, ever, like ever, and he gets very upset. And so it's like, it's not, it's not fair. Why do people have to die? And then Gordon says, Big Bird, people die because. Just because? Just because. And like, and he says, like, oh, I'll miss you, Mr. Looper. Like it's Hooper Big Bird. And then <laughs> and then it it goes to something else. And then for the very end of the show, that's when a neighbor who we've never seen before, but comes home from the hospital with their brand new baby. So it kind of has that nice little circle of life mm. uh, moment where like life goes on. But again, so like one of those things where it's like Sesame had no show had ever done it. And Sesame was just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try this. So, and really, really carefully worked it out so that the basic of death means that when someone dies, they don't come back something that you know a child can really understand yeah and obviously just yeah. massive respect to to mr lee as well who sadly passed oh, yeah. on so yeah oh, yeah exactly yeah he was like incredibly he was like the muppets and mr hooper were so recognizable because also the fact that will lee he was an older man he was a genuinely older man he wasn't in makeup he was an older man and again you, you didn't find that a lot on kids shows it was always like you know fairly younger people i mean we had captain kangaroo but for many years bob keishin would just like put a mustache on until he just started aging into the character but will we was <laughs> genuinely an, an old no it's, it's true <laughs> like, i heard him say like at so one point he didn't have to put on makeup anymore he just looked like that <laughs> but will lee was a genuinely older man and that also was great to show like um generations for kids and uh, there, there was, uh, for this memorial, there was a segment that Willie did as Mr. Hooper talking about when he was little and showing this, his family album of how he would help out his his dad at the, the store. And now, like, he owns the store. But just showing that sort of generational thing, which, you know, again, you don't get a lot too much of 
these days. So yeah, so Sesame is very special. And it's kind of become like sort of this icon, this national treasure, and we still need it. That's the thing too. And probably always will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beautiful. So, Noel, I think it's time we talk about it, my friend. Let's talk about the book, your memoir. Hey, this was really <laughs> fun. Where did the idea come from to write your story? Um, well, back in 2020, I don't know about you, but I had a lot of time on my hands at home. <laughs> so I thought, well, let me start like, right. It was also um, the idea of my wife. Susan Ealer McNeil, author of the Maggie Hope Mysteries, available on Amazon, and her standalone novel, Mother Daughter Trader Spy, <laughs> coming out in paperback next month. And so it was her idea, like, why don't you start writing these down? And so, and also because, oh. like, I'm getting older, and I was like, I don't want to start, like, forgetting a lot of these things. And so I just, like, started just writing down. And each day, each morning, I would wake up and, like, think of something and just, like, just write it down until eventually I realized I had, like, a whole chunk of my life down on, on, on paper. And so it was also going to be in like a nice little way to give something to my son. Like, you know, mm. here, it's like, this is, this is what your dad did for like the majority of his life. You know, you wiggle dolls. <laughs> and, and so, um, yeah, I decided to, to do it. And then I, I did it myself, like through Amazon self-publishing. Like, and so I did it and it's out there and it's available. <laughs> and now what's nice too is that um, I'm doing uh about to do Comic Cons again because that was the thing that really just like bit into like fun thanks to the pandemic was doing Comic Cons and going out and meeting people, seeing the cosplayers. Cosplayers are amazing, like mm -hmm. some of the stuff they pull together is like absolutely amazing. And so I'm doing Comic Con, so I, then I'll get to also like promote my book. I'm doing Comic Cons here, and fingers crossed, like the guy who I work with, Tim Bending of in-person productions who books the comic cons for me and fingers crossed he's working on one possibly in the uk for this year so yes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so hey kids if you're listening <laughs> contact your local <laughs> comic con in england and ireland and say hey we want the bear guy <laughs> the bear guy the bear guy <laughs> i mean the bear guy when... Yeah, Wait, everyone knows the bear guy, don't you? The bear guy. That would be the that would be the sequel series to Bear in the Big Blue House. The bear guy. <laughs> hey kids, it's time for the bear guy. Like, it's a bear just... guy that lives down the road. He's... Exactly. It's like, it's like, uh, like, I, I can oh, imagine that just... bear guy. <laughs> it's just everybody asking who the, you know the bad guy you know who the bad guy yeah, is this is the whole episode the bad guy you know you know him the, guy. the entire series the entire episode you reference it but you never actually see the bear guy <laughs> yeah. it's always wait it's kind of like waiting for godot like he's going to be here any minute <laughs> you know that bear guy and other things happen shenanigans ensue and by the end of the credits rolls it's like he never shows up <laughs> okay. oh well, like... maybe next time <laughs> Or your nose appears at the side of the screen and it just cuts to black. <laughs> I know. It just like walks in and like, cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the door opens and like, cut. Oh, so good. Um, Why did you come up with the, come up with the title for it? I, I, I'm guessing it's going to be Kids TV, but I'm still just curious as to why you went with, hey, this is really fun. It's specifically from Bear, from the Goodbye Song, because the first line 
that Bear sings is, hey, this was really fun. Yeah. How did I not put that together sooner? I feel really stupid to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was it. So I was like, so I I borrowed from Peter Lurie's incredible song. Like, it's like one of the most beautiful, saddest kid songs ever written. But so catchy. Um, it is. I, I imagine though, there's so much to your career you've probably forgotten. So how did you go about getting all the information for the book? Have you just got like this incredible memory, or have you like kept journals or whatever it may be? I was like, I just like started remembering stuff I did, and then I would like tell friends, and they would like add to it, like, oh, but yeah, I and mean, we also did this. I was like, oh yeah, you're right, we did do that. Or to say to my my wife is like, are you going to tell about this? And I was like, oh yeah, I should tell about that. And just like, because <laughs> again, like starting to forget like, things. It's just like, well, yeah, we did do that, didn't we? And so I would just like put it down. And even at the end, I kind of tease that there are a lot more stories because as the books come out, people have told me more things. So it's like, I've teased in the book, like, who knows? Maybe this is volume one. And like, maybe there'll be more stories. <laughs> it's like, let me know. Again, I can blather for days. Nothing wrong with that, my friend. But but how long did it take to write it? Um, I leisurely, like about like uh, like like ten months, almost a year, just like off and on, just leisurely doing it, and then pulling it together. And then I just like kept editing to the point where like, okay, you just need to turn it in. This is like you could edit forever. <laughs> so so I just like turned it in. So yeah, so about it was about like a year of just like leisurely doing it. Gonna, and, uh, it was fun, actually. That's the other thing. It was fun. I can, I can imagine, though, like you were just saying there of editing, it must have been a bit of a nightmare to edit down because you got to try and not make this war and peace. But you've got so many stories from like yes. 40s, <laughs> literally 40s on Sesame Street, let alone anything else. So, you know, yeah. the amount of stories you could put in there. Yeah, it's just like I was really, I really was picking and choosing like what to put in, what to leave out. Uh, my really good friend. Who's in the book? Like one of my best friends, Jim Krupa, who's a puppeteer. I met him in college and we've done shows together. And Jim always had an idea for his memoir where it would be like one side would have like all like the fun, good stories, but then you'd flip it over and then you'd get the dark versions of the same stories of what really happened. <laughs> Which I said, Jim, that's actually brilliant. No one's ever done that. <laughs> So it's your choice to read like the good stories or the real stories, <laughs> the showbiz story or the reality yeah. story. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I told that that's actually really clever. No one's ever done this. That'd be really good. Really good idea. I like that. Yeah, a really good idea. So yeah, so it was like it was, it was, it was really fun, like writing this, and again, just like editing it down, just like wondering what to put in, what to take out, um, trimming. Trimming some sort of trying to have some sort of like flow to this, not like meander. So I kind of broke it up into four parts. So like the first part is pretty much like my childhood and how I grew up and like who is this guy? And then it goes into my early days from college into Sesame and then into other shows and movies and and then also and then just before I turned it in, that's when I started doing um Little Shop. And so I wanted to do a chapter about doing theater. And then uh, because of my directing of Sesame, I wanted to mention that. So I put that in. So it was editing that. 
as, as well. So it's like, so I pretty much had to turn it in before anything else happened. Otherwise, so there'll be like another version like you know like updated version <laughs> it's probably a good job you sell oh, the you have the publisher be like come on Noel we get like, it you've on. got lots of stories come on we're a deadline actually that's what was happening the guy I was working was like, like are you ready now <laughs> can we do this now <laughs> please plus I also, also all the people who were so generous to help uh, support and contribute to this project on Indiegogo. First of all, thank you. And second of all, yes, your autograph copy is coming because being Amazon, they only make a certain number that can I can order at a time. <laughs> so <laughs> they come in, I autograph them, and then I ship them out. So, <laughs> so there's another batch coming in, and there'll be another batch going out very soon. So hang tight. <laughs> I. I, sorry, James. It's just one thing I want to get in really quick. Like, I love the style in which you've written it in. Um, there's parts we've gone, if you want to see this, YouTube this, and I'll wait. And then you've written like hums and whistles. It's like got your yeah. personality in there, which I absolutely love. Um, and like, your... Yeah, and I say, oh, you're back? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's carry on. <laughs> okay. My, one of my favorite parts was a title you had, which was uh, You Never Forget Your First Time. And it started with, No, I'm not talking about that. Get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Genius. Just genius. <laughs> I love that you just put all your personality into it as well. So, like, I found myself when I was reading, like, I couldn't put it down, basically, because oh, I was so man. fascinated. And so, no, I'm being genuine, not because you're just here. It's genuinely, like, when I was reading, I was like, I can't put this down because. I'm just intrigued in that. Like, it, I think since I put this style you've written it in, just like I said, full of personality, it's just so hard to be like, do you know what? I'll say this for later. It's like, no, I wonder what happens next. So, what happened then? What's going on here? <laughs> well, it's nice that people have asked me. And so, what I'm going to uh, start working on is the audio version, which I want to oh. have out this summer. So then you can actually hear me blather these stories out and and talk about this stuff <laughs> and also and also um not only because people actually want to hear my voice i i do like audio books of memoirs like they're really <laughs> good like like i really enjoyed trevor noah's like born a crime actually having him read his story which was great because there were so many passages and phrases um with south african uh accents and pronunciations that I could never do but to hear him actually do it and it was very personable too actually having him talk so I want to do that too and also I have uh friends and uh, fans who uh turning pages is rather physically challenging for them so to have an audio book would also be beneficial for them so that's also the benefit of audio books too in case you didn't realize like there are some people who physically just can't turn a page or hold a book but audio books are great a great idea like so I'm, I'm a huge kevin smith fan and i listen to his autobiography on an audiobook and it just gives it that extra little layer to it and with kevin smith as well he's reading the book and then he's just adding extra stories as he's going along because the guy just can't stop talking so i'm like oh it's like bonus <laughs> chapters i like this <laughs> i was like oh wait a minute sidebar here's an audio sidebar so, maybe i'll do that that's actually a good idea i was just like <laughs> footnote is like by the way it's great <laughs> have a little like a little audio effect like ping <laughs> like, <laughs> here's a little side note about what i just yeah. when you hear this sound it means Noel's had an epiphany <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> now back to our audiobook <laughs> so 
for those unaware, I, I don't know if Noel mentioned it once or twice in this interview, that his wife is also an author. Um, yes, in case you didn't realise. In case yes. you didn't realise. Um, see, I did put the plug in there, but you beat me to it. And it, How yes, much exactly. advice and guidance did she give you oh. during this process? Oh, he's gone. He's gone to get a book, hasn't he? <laughs> okay, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> go. You'll edit that part out. Okay, go. I, I, I was just saying, like, with your wife being an author, how much advice and guidance did she give you during the process of doing the book? Um, it's it's like she's always like been encouraging. I always say that you know you married a guy who would run around in a bear suit. If that's not love, then nothing <laughs> is. So that's like true devotion right there. So she's always been encouraging all of my career, my endeavors. It was like her idea. My other two books, Ten Minute Puppets and Box, that was her idea. And it's, it's by a, a craft books of like how to do like how to make a puppet in 10 minutes and what to do with cardboard that comes into your home. Um, but she said like early on, she said, make it for people like me, people who are not crafty. I am not Martha Stewart. <laughs> so when I would do 10 minute puppets, I would like do instructions and all that. And she would take it, look at it and just like cross that out, cross that out, cross that out, cross, and then hand it back. So it got to the point where I would like show it to her. She wouldn't even touch it. She would just look at it and just say, simpler. Just like, <laughs> and I would go back and like cut some things out and I would just show it to her. She's like, simpler. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. So it was like, she's like, um, she, she's really great at like character development. So it was like, basically think of, you know, yourself as like, you know, a character that you're reading, except it happens to be all true because you know that's why in terms of like the structure and also i edit her stuff too like she's currently writing maggie hope number 11 in her series and uh so i will edit stuff for her and so i i keep in mind like how she has the plot uh flow and like an act one and act two and an act three and so i was trying to keep that in mind this like an act one act two even though there's four parts like act one act two act three and like wrapping it up so yes he's been like very very supportive that's amazing so what feedback have you had on the book so far i know tom's just given a gleaming review of what he's read so far but <laughs> what other feedback have you had? only two reviews it's like if people like it please go on amazon and just like add your review to it because they they notice stuff like this so and people have i've gotten feedback saying people like love the book it, it's just love reading it love finding out more about me um stories that um like one of my best friends he had no idea about like no uh the guy I knew in uh in high school um and the, the tragic end of that he uh somebody else on twitter said uh i've just read page 98 and i want to give noel a hug <laughs> because that was an encounter of something i saw in south africa and Soweto. <laughs> so it's just like so people are reading it and they are enjoying it so uh so yeah so i'm, I'm glad people are actually enjoying it too and i wanted to come out in time for like you know not only bears anniversary the 25th anniversary of bear but the fact that it's finally back on the air and on disney plus which is great. So, oh no, you just segued into my next part so beautifully. That was amazing. <laughs> the flow. <laughs> um, 
I just want to jump in really quickly because I've still got book questions I want to ask. Oh. Sorry, Jamie. No, no, no. Um, well, you were saying that people wanted to give you a hug when they read page 98. When I read, I, I found your mum and your grandmother inspiring. And I thought it was incredible how they always had your back and they always had you no matter what. And then when you wrote the story about your grandmother, um, when she passed away, when you were there, I actually cried for you. I actually got really, I, I found myself being like, oh my God, like I, I like the emotion hit me quite hard. It was really like in a really odd way. Cause obviously I didn't know your grandmother, but the way right. you've written it, it was just so beautiful. And I love that the fact that your mum was just so supportive. It's like, I think you mentioned in the previous interview we did when it's like, you want to be a puppeteer. She's like, cool. So what do we need to do? Yeah. You know, so yeah, what do we need obvious. to do? Like, that's all she kept saying. Like, so what do we need to do? Like, I just found that. I, I just think that they're just heroes from just from reading the book. They're just both absolute heroes. Yeah, they, they, I, I lucked out by having two very strong black women like raise me, and so and the fact that they were so supportive, and my mom in particular, who always said like, "Don't get a job, you can always get a job, get a career," and so she was very supportive. And let's face it, reap the rewards of that with the many little trips I did as as bear and coming onto sets and enjoying craft service. So, <laughs> so it worked out for her benefit too. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. But obviously, you just mentioned it then. You know, Bear is back. Disney has finally fought Source Sense and brought Bear onto our screens and uploaded it all to Disney Plus. How happy were you when this happened? Well, it was like, it was like, first of all, it's like for years, I mean, years, people on social media have said, like, like they should put Bear on, on, on Disney, like you should tell them to put Bear on Disney. Can you put Bear back on Disney? As if somehow I had control over this. <laughs> a couple of times I answered, if it was up to me, it never would have gone off the air. So the what? fact that you think that I have this power is adorable, but I don't. I have squat in the decision-making. And so that's why I was, it was actually on my birthday last September and I was taking a walk through the park and I got this notification on Twitter and somebody saying, no, congratulations on Bear. And I was like, immediately, you know, like, you know, what? <laughs> and I just like looked and it was just like, you know, Bear's coming on Disney Plus, like, you no, know, October, you know, like, like um, 19th. Or, and it was just like, nah. Like, so I, so I, I Googled and just like checked another site, like, hmm. Okay, let me check one more. <laughs> so I check, I check like I check like four different sites, and uh, I was just like, okay, this actually seems legitimate. <laughs> and so that's when I just said, like, okay, I guess it's actually happening. And so that's when I went on on uh, TikTok. I did this quick little like, it was like ten seconds. It's just like, you know, guess what's finally coming on Disney Plus, and it had a little bear theme underscoring underneath. And it just like went like viral. It was insane. People just went nuts over it. It's it was it was it was incredible. And I just kept building up to the fact that yep, the coming, it's coming. And it was officially announced. Like yep, it's coming. It's it's coming out. And and then when it came out, apparently there's for some reason there's like seven episodes that aren't included. So now I'm getting you know it's like it's like you should tell them put the the seven episodes. <laughs> on. Yeah, I'll do that. Let me write that down. 
Thanks send, for reminding me. I'll send an email to the mouse. I know him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, <laughs> yo, Bobby Iger, Noel here. Listen. <laughs> Could you do me a favor? <laughs> Just throw on those seven, would you? <laughs> yeah, like, you know. What's the hold up? <laughs> exactly. Don't you know who yeah. I am? Star Twinkle 1047 on Twitter really wants these seven on. Would you mind? <laughs> Could you be a pal? They'd really appreciate it. Love you. Mean it. I love that you um, did a book signing and you had a puppet of Bear on your hand when you were there in, yeah. in New York. So, yeah, that was absolutely amazing as well. Because for a brief second, I was like, I thought the suit was gone. And then I realized it was a hand puppet. So. <laughs> I thought Bear was bigger. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> did he have legs? <laughs> Wait a minute! It's like, yes, yes, it's a lie, kids. Uh, <laughs> no, it was like that. That's it's a puppet of a puppet. Which first of all, it was very meta, a puppet of a puppet. But uh, it was a puppet built by my uh, my dear friend James Voitall Jr., who was one of the people who built the original bear. He built one of the bear heads for the TV show, and it ah. came about because. Our friend, another dear friend, Paul McGinnis was marrying uh, and is married to Haley uh, Jenkins. And for the reception, uh, Paul asked, could me and Peter Lentz and Tyler Bunch, who were Pip and Pop on there, could we sing Otter Love for the reception? Because Haley was one of the puppeteers when the Bear Show was at the Disney MGM Studios in um, Orlando at Walt Disney World. And that was her favorite song. And I thought, yeah, we could absolutely do that. And I thought, well, you know, it's kind of weird for three guys to be standing up there in suits doing these little voices. Let's make it more entertaining. So I thought puppets, let's do it with puppets. So I made a pip and pop puppets for Peter and Tyler. Then I thought, okay, I'll make a puppet of bear for me. How do I do this? So I got the fur and it got delivered. And then when it came, I just started texting James for half an hour, like, what should I do first? What should I do first? Okay, so when I do this, what do I do next? To the point where James said, no, just send me the fur. It'll be a lot easier. <laughs> and I did, I sent him the whole thing. And then the morning of the wedding at the my, my the hotel, I got a knock on my door and James came in with this big black laundry bag and I opened it up and it's the most gorgeous thing. I never could have done this in a billion years never it's like he went above and beyond because james will it's like it doesn't matter it's like it doesn't matter like how much he's getting paid for something he'll always do more because he has to like look at it he has to say yes i made that and he did this for free and it's just the oh. most gorgeous thing i've ever seen and it just like helps keep like that whole spirit of bear uh, going, which a lot of people have, have credited me apparently for like keeping Bear alive until it finally got out on Disney Plus um, with the TikTok. Again, during the pandemic, like my son said, nope. I said, Dad, you should go on TikTok. Like, what's a TikTok? And then after like, you know, patronizing 30 second explanation only a teenager can do, he said, you should use a bear puppet. Like, why? Well, millennials, millennials love bear. And I was like, so I did. And then I just like started doing these things uh, to the point where like early on during the pandemic about washing your hands for 20 seconds and singing a song so bear and i did a little video which got the attention of bbc world news <laughs> and i got interviewed on bbc world news with bear <laughs> amazing <laughs> yes ironically the the presenter who interviewed me she had no idea who bear was 
because you never grew up with the show. Oh. <laughs> you never saw oh. it. Everybody else in the studio knew it and had to explain who this was. She was like, oh, okay, okay, charming. It's, so, it's like it's nuts of all of all the news stations of all the places in the entire world that could have picked that up it was bbc world like yes right? it could have been anyone yeah it's so like it's like really it's like oh yeah so yeah yeah okay. so i was up and like you know you know we were chatting at like 7 a.m my time oh. <laughs> bbc world news yeah it was great but yeah it's like and because of him um i've gotten to do like um stuff on TikTok, which people have enjoyed. I'm on Cameo. And so I do a little request for people for birthdays and anniversaries. Now coming up Mother's Day. And I used to do, with birthdays, used to be people, and still is, people who grew up with Bear. And now I'm also doing cameos for people who grew up with Bear, whose children are now watching Bear. Yes. And so kids who are turning like 18 months or one or two and could Bear say you know hi to them so it's like whole new generation which is really gratifying too i was gonna say i can only imagine these people that loved it and now showing it to their kids because i did i did it i showed my daughter as soon as it came on i was like the day it came out i was like come on olivia i'm gonna teach you all about bear and his big blue house (laughs) i can't get her past episode two i think it is because she loves episode one so much so i can watch bear and just watch his episode one again she absolutely loves that first episode. I don't know what I you can't get to explain it. You know, there's more episodes. Yeah, you know? She's like, I want to watch the Shadow Song. I'm like, there's more Shadow Songs. Let me let's get this further. Actually, sings a different song. Yeah, she has her own song. It's called Shadow's Lullaby. It's gorgeous. Tara <laughs> Mooney has a gorgeous voice. It was my <laughs> suggestion. We need to hear Tara's voice. There's a whole show about nighttime, and Tara sings the song. <laughs> I've even put the next episode on. She takes a remote off me and she's like, no, first one. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but it is cute when she's like, starts sniffing up to the screen. She goes, oh, it's you. I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, get her eventually. I'll get her past that first episode eventually. I swear I will. <laughs> people, people have shown me clips of their kids like watching the first episode. It, it's so funny because I can't watch the first episode because for me, it's just like, no, I got so much better. No, no, not the first episode. No, no, no. Skip to season three. It's like it's not so much better. It's like don't look at the first episode. I can't That's look it. at it. And I'll see the scene of him doing it. It's like I'm like, oh no. It's like, no, no, it's just ah. That's all I gotta do now. I just turn around to tomorrow and go, we have to watch past season one because Bear told me to tell you he gets exactly. better. <laughs> it, it gets better. It gets so much better. Trust me. There are other characters. Have you watched any of it back since it's been on Disney Plus at all? Actually, on uh, Christmas Eve, we uh, we watched um, the first part of uh, the, the Christmas episode, the Christmas Eve episode of Bear. It was actually two part. It was Christmas Eve. And then when it originally aired, the next day was Christmas Day. And so it was part two, the Christmas Day one. One of the seven, by the way, that's not aired, as I was clearly told by many people <laughs> and why I should have it put on. <laughs> But we watched we watched the, the Christmas Eve episode because I realized my son had never seen it. And so and I hadn't seen it in Eon. So we all watched it. And it was like it still holds up. It's still like a really sweet, funny episode. And uh and, um, and it's a really, really beautiful uh message too. So because we ta- we actually addressed the concept of uh, homelessness, being unhoused with dog, Jack the dog who they find who doesn't have a home. 
And so they invite him in for uh, for Christmas. So the next day, he actually does get a home. But see, we don't know that yet because they haven't put the show on. <laughs> so <laughs> what that's happens all these, yet? Well, that's all those people on Twitter. Like, what happened to Jack? No, I need to know. Get it on Disney Plus. What happened to Jack? Well, sorry. <laughs> it's like, not up to me, man. <laughs> I wonder why this, those seven episodes didn't get put on. That's really weird. I, I, I don't know. It's like, I mean, the, the fact that one of the reasons why it took this long was because they had to upgrade, upgrade, that's good, no, that's before the breaking, <laughs> upgrade the uh, the quality of the show. Like visually, they had to upgrade it to like 4K and then also audibly, they had to like upgrade mm. the audio. And then of course, they had to upgrade the audio for all the translations well, because Bear is seen worldwide again on a Disney Plus. So that was one of the reasons why it, it, it took this long. So maybe they're doing the same thing with the other seven. Who knows? <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully they'll get back on there. It's so yeah, odd why, why, they, why they do that. Hopefully it's not because, oh, there's, there's, a word, there's some content in there that we can't have out for this reason. You know, people no. seem to do actually, these it was, days. Actually, actually, it's funny. When we did we did the... the uh, one of the best selling like DVDs of Bear on Amazon was the potty episode, teaching of all about potty training. And I remember for Bear's dialogue, he always introduces the, the concept of the show. And I had to do one section twice because for the US, we would, you know, once you outgrow your diapers, then you go into underwear. But then I had to redo it for you guys and say, once you outgrow your nappies, then yes. you go into underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like one of those little one of those little things I had to be like <laughs> dumped in. It's like <laughs> yes, I think it, I think it just looped it actually. Maybe it's just like because diapers and nappies have the same like lip flap. So yeah, nappies. <laughs> Incredible. So what's what's next to you, Mister McNeil? Do you have anything coming up that you're allowed to talk about? Uh, I was like, well. I'm not doing Marvel, so I can talk about a lot of things, but uh, there you go, then. <laughs> that would be awesome to do. Uh, but I'm not. Actually, um, yeah, I've actually got um little shop coming up um, this uh, weekend uh, to do. Um, I'm doing Comic-Cons again. I've got uh, one in July in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I've got one, um, actually two in September, one in uh, the first weekend in Orlando, and uh, then another one uh, just out of Jacksonville, the weekend of uh, my birthday again, the weekend of the 13th. Um, and then just like, just waiting to like the next episode of like next season of Sesame with more directing, um, waiting to hear back um, because of um, my other little, little pet project is the Show Me Show, which is on YouTube. And it's the show I've been developing for kids with autism and special needs. So. Been pitching that to someone, so waiting to hear back. Fingers crossed, <laughs> that'll that'll be a go. And then just pretty much enjoying life, enjoying my family, and uh, yeah, just pretty much yeah, just appreciating each day. So not really so much long term as just enjoying the now, like you guys. Like this was really fun. Oh, that sounds like right. a song cue. <laughs> hey, this was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to touch. I want to touch on something real quick. So there was a recent episode of my favorite TV show ever, Last Week Tonight, where you came out as Mickey Mouse. Yeah. 
Can we talk about oh. this? Oh, yes. Your countryman, John Oliver. Oh, <laughs> my cityman. <laughs> How was that like, pitched? It's like, well, it's like, this is what John is one of like the nicest guys. He truly is and truly appreciates and respects puppetry and puppeteers and what I do. And so my goal is always to make John laugh during the, the rehearsal because he never sees it until I actually have whatever it is and we do it the first time. And the goal is to make him laugh. And so uh, they they came to me and just said, no, we've got this coming up. And like, we, it's like, and it's like, would you want to do it? And I was like, sure. And I think they were concerned about my connection with Disney. Yeah. And saying, 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 do you want your name on? Or we could just not put your name on. And I was like, no, put my name on. It's like, I'm fine. This is, this is fine. <laughs> like, I'm totally cool. It's great. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so it was like, it was like really fun. Again, it was built by Monkey Boys, same guys who did Little Shop and also do this stuff for um, Saturday Night Live. And it was really funny. And John, and John's just like, it's kind of like this just naughty streak in him, just like, you know, to be sued yeah. by the Walt Disney Company, which is why they heard nothing that first week. So we're going to do it again next week. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to just poke a little it's harder great. this time. <laughs> but no, it's like, no, it's like they, they haven't done anything. It's like pretty much just like even legal knows that. I mean, that's that's why they were able to do it because legal was like, no, they're not going to sue us. It's fine. It's like, go ahead. It was so, yeah, but it was really, but it was really, it was really funny. <laughs> so I, I told John, I was like, so 10 years of being ridiculous mascots has all resulted in this moment, hasn't it? He said, like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely phenomenal i just I, I just love it i just love it i just think it was great and obviously when you walked out and stuff and i was like this is one of the best things i've ever seen and that's why i love this show so much because it it it, it does like push us the how far can we go how far can we push this and you know until someone reacts and then it's like when no one reacts like okay you don't want that we'll just push a little harder let's keep going <laughs> exactly. oh you didn't see this last week? Well, let's do this again. Try <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little harder this time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's very, it's, and again, he's like really nice. He's really funny. The whole staff is really good. The, the show is incredibly smart, well-researched, intelligent, but I always, I always describe it as uh, 60 minutes meets Monty Python because it's it's very factual and very informative and then you just have this bizarre twist to it all <laughs> oh absolutely great um the other thing i really want to just go back to the book real quick it's not your average size it's almost no. <laughs> like textbooks why why is it so big i'm not complaining i'm just curious I was, yeah i was thinking in terms of like almost like almost almost like almost like a storybook kind of like like big enough ah. like kind of like a, a storybook and and then the, the pictures inside and then after it came out and i saw how good it turned out i said oh you know what i should have put puppets in here too because like, <laughs> pages you could tear out and like make a puppet out of because like like you know the puppet on the cover so i should have done that so maybe for like the next round <laughs> but yeah i thought started it as like a storybook and just like you just sit and just like read it also i mean it's over 200 pages like this if it was any smaller it would be real <laughs> 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 so like a dictionary like, yeah 
this is kind of like a textbook and it's kind of but like, i think of it as like a storybook that you're just like sitting and reading and it's like a good you know you want to you want to hold a book this is a book you can hold <laughs> and it looks great on a camera with that none that yeah none <laughs> that kindle i was like you can't hold a kindle like that <laughs> this is very true incredible uh, last thing for myself Noel. with all this time reflecting on your career and seeing the amazing projects you've worked on I was looking on your Muppets wiki page and I was wondering like, are there any characters or shows you've worked on that you would love people to check out who that, you know, probably aren't as well known as bear and stuff like that. And why is it Arnold schnuffle up a nigger? <laughs> I laughed yeah, for a solid like, five minutes when I saw that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, it's on YouTube. If you check it out, like Sesame Arnold schnuffle up a nigger. And it's like, it was Snuffy's trainer. Well, you know, to try and get the kids to exercise. So I was like, yeah, this personal trainer. It's like, oh, no, snuffle up a nigga. And it's like, yes. <laughs> One shot. <laughs> that was it. We came on. Um, yeah, I've done like a lot of like, somebody actually, I think it was, was it Mumpy Wiki? They pulled together like, not only the characters I've done, but like the cameos I've done on Sesame Street. And like, as nice. a human being in the background. I, and some things I totally forgot. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I did do that. Like, like I was like a doctor in like two different shows <laughs> in the background <laughs> with a clipboard and on the phone in the back. It's like totally it's like, would you trust this man with your prescription? Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's like other shows that I've worked on that you could see on like YouTube, like um, there's like um, the Puzzle Place, which was this multicultural show. That was here in the US. So that's on. And it's it's it still holds up. If they somehow put it on the air again, it would still hold up because it was talk, talking about all about tolerance and respect for each other. And uh, it, it was a great show. It was really fun. Um, and then there's uh, Eureka's Castle, which was on Nickelodeon, which is now on Paramount Plus, the first season. So you could catch that as well as like a couple episodes on uh, on um, YouTube. Um, and then I did, uh, oh, I did the, this movie called Ninja Turtles Three, <laughs> so got to be like the puppeteer for Raphael. And me and Matt Hill did that, and I mentioned that in the book too. So yeah, a lot of just like weird. I was an emergency vehicle. I don't know if you can hear that outside. But yes, I live yeah. in New York, so it's like <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We're awake now. Um, yeah, and it's like I've done like all kinds of like. There's like, oh yeah, it's like, it's referenced in the book. I think it's one of those things where, I don't know if I said go check it out, but Night of a Hundred Stars Part 2, <laughs> the height of 80s. And it's like, <laughs> it's like we were in the, the Muppet bus and I think I was the Swedish chef not showing his hands for obvious reasons. So I was just holding him up and then uh, got to do that. And then like, the original like snuggle commercials and I was like a puppeteer that there's just like weird little like characters here and there that i've i've done there's, oh there's um um puppet regime where it's like these puppets that look like political figures like joe biden and um madeline markle and uh and, and um um that, wait, the chancellor wherever her name was myrtle myrtle what is it merkel merkel oh, <laughs> that's yeah. Like, that's yeah, only like, that's like, yeah i'm actually doing it i'm actually doing it this week again and so puppeteering that, so you can see that puppet regime on YouTube, and it's pretty funny. So like all these weird little things that pop up 
every now and then that you know require me to like wiggle it <laughs> and then also on youtube like on the social impact things it's like um there's like the uh um sesame fire truck and there's like the wheels on the bus song except i'm playing the part of the fire truck and i directed this segment with grover elmo and gabby that was fun and it was like three segments involving the wheels on the bus but we changed the lyrics so it's like the wheels of the fire truck then there was like animals on the farm but to melody wheels on the bus and i'm all the animals <laughs> including like this composite shot where we had to like do separate passes and edit together because i'm all the animals and then we actually did wheels on the bus where grover's the bus driver and I'm the uh, the alligator in it, so it's like fun little weird stuff like that. Just <laughs> I love it. I love it. You've done so much though. It's an amazing, absolutely amazing. Thank you, Mr. Stevens. Do you have any more questions for our incredible guest? I don't have any more questions. I just want to say one more thing. I I, I find you insanely inspiring. I think reading through your book and everything like you know, it's just incredible the things that you've done, uh, the things that you're doing. Um, and yeah, you've had one hell of a career, sir. And I, I wish you all the best with the with with, with what, what what what's to come. There's so much more to come, and I really hope you do a second book. <laughs> Thank you. It was like it was like I remember um, there was one of the great book that um George Byrne wrote called All My Best Friends, and he talks about all the people he worked with in show business for like 90 years. So I was thinking maybe like a similar thing, like all the people I've worked with, all my friends. And all the celebrities I've gotten to, to work with as well. Because like, it's just like between the shows that I've done, it just like runs the gamut of like the people that I've encountered and been very fortunate to, to, uh, to work with. And just like, I think trying not to take it for granted, like really being appreciative. Like that day I directed Sesame the first day, um, it was um, my son's birthday. And so I had the puppets in my iPhone wish my son like a happy birthday oh. and when i got home uh his girlfriend was over and so i i showed it to them and my son is just like he's smiling because he's like oh it's really cute his girlfriend was like this it's like just her <laughs> jaw was on the floor because she couldn't believe that elmo and rosita and the count are all saying specifically happy birthday <laughs> to my son <laughs> he was just like gobsmacked she couldn't believe this <laughs> and so it's like and so seeing her react is like oh yeah this is why i do it yeah there you go <laughs> this is why yeah so it's, it was awesome it was great it's like i really appreciate you guys like having me on hopefully maybe if i do this con in the uk you can come by oh yes yes please yes, oh we yes will definitely be there. <laughs> we will definitely awesome. be there and again, first round is on me whenever I see you guys over there. So, oh, oh yeah, kind sir. Gonna hold you tight though. Now, when you say first round, you say first round for Jamie, and then another round for me, and then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good round. point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. First round for this side of the pub, and then second round for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, this has been absolutely amazing. It's, it, thank you so much for coming back on, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Have a have a great like rest of the you know time in spring into summer. It's like I don't know what plans you guys have, but you know I'm looking forward to warmer weather now. 
yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <please>. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, before you do get out of here, though, is there any plugs that you'd like? Any plugs at all that you want to people to go and check out at all? Any social media, any websites? Um, like, well, specifically the book, which is on Amazon. So it's like, just you can go there That's and order it. it. And, you know, order it, leave a review. If you read it, go back and leave a review and let me know, like, what you like and what you didn't like. You know, I'm up for constructive criticism. So it's just like, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm on Cameo. So if you'd like to have Bear or I, I send you a greeting. Like, check us out on Cameo. And, you know, I, I'm on the Instagram too. And as a, uh, at, uh, and McNeil and TikTok. I'm on the TikTok. As my, as I would say, I'm on the TikTok. So I occasionally <laughs> put on little videos there as well. So incredible, incredible. My friend, thank, thank you, man, for just, just for doing it. We, just for being just a downright hero. And I'm going to back you, even though you told Jamie that you didn't get out enough. I'm backing him up at the start of this episode where he said that you're one of the nicest people ever because you are genuinely just <laughs> you are. Human. So you're getting tag team there now. Thank you guys. So, this is awesome. Thank you I'm so, I'm so pleased you enjoyed. You too. Look after yourself and we'll see you soon. Take care, sir. See you later. Tell you what, that was really fun. Hey, I absolutely love this episode so damn much. Noel, you are an absolute hero and if you were listening to this, I need to give Noel his flowers, as they say. We spoke in this episode about how I can't get my daughter to watch past the first episode of Bear in the Big Blue House. And Noel, being the absolute hero he is, sent over a video of Bear telling her to watch more episodes. Hmm? Oh, Olivia, it is so good to see you. And you are just in time because I wanted to tell you... I haven't convinced her yet, but we're working on it. But she absolutely loved that video so much. She was like, oh, Daddy, it's Bear. And she's like, he's talking to me. So she absolutely loved it. It was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Noel. That meant the world. Yeah, no, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule, um, being on Broadway currently and whatnot, with, uh, by coming on our show again. Uh, it meant the world to us to get to catch up, uh, get to chat and just talk all things puppets it was great and memoirs of course um and so thank you so much we really hope that you all enjoyed listening to it as much as we really did recording it it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know i i know that people can change Uh, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back and violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Me, 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 Mr. Stevens.
It's audience participation time. Let's participate, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. This week, I said the English language is full of wonderful words and phrases. Some make sense, some not so much. So with that in mind, what word or phrase do people use that you just can't stand to hear? I'll say you, Mr. Stevens. Uh, scran. Oh, that's a good one. I can't stand that word. Um, just sentences that make no sense, just in general. Do I mean, you know, um, how we were alluring to earlier, like just how the kids are talking these days. I suppose it's because I'm a perfectionist, I suppose, and I'd like that it when things good. just sound and spelt properly rather than, you know, uh, that day you club, you're like, oh, Jesus, please don't. Like, it just makes me feel a bit ill. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but scran and like dinlo i can't stand that like oh, what even is that like what I even is it no like that sort of shit annoys me yeah no I, I fucking hate them when it comes to expressions the one that really i don't even know why it annoys me so much is the expression you can't have your cake and eat it it makes no fucking sense what else are you going to do with a cake i hate that expression so much and the words bay Bay just infuriates me, and YOLO also really infuriates me. Just stop it. So, Bay infuriates you, but Bay Bay is even better. <laughs> yeah, but that's Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Come on, exactly. that's completely different. Two Bays, absolutely fine. One, absolutely not getting the bin. Not at all getting the bin. Let's get some audience answers. There's been some great ones this week. Rick Joyce, usually anything with redundancy in my name in the same sentence. <laughs> I think, bless him. I think it's happened about three or four times. I think he's getting a bit sick of me. Yeah. That's got to be some sort of record. Oh, I love you, Rick. Sarah Hamilton, I'm pulling rank on this one. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, what gave you the authority to do so? What made you think that you can? Like, can I just pull it back? <laughs> this is just, it's basically another way of saying, I'm going to be a twat in this situation, okay? Dickhead. Nicola Llewellyn, Calling tattoos ink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why that annoys so much. It's not that bad. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Not one. I don't get that one. <laughs> Shelley Harris really made me laugh at this one. When people say hospital. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I ever heard anyone say hospital. <laughs> I've been giggling since I read that earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Finch. Tim Finch is getting very angry with this one. The word snowflake. It's such a weak insult. Most of the time it's used in the wrong context by the less intelligent who have been taught the world by blindly following the likes of Farage and Trump. My general response when someone says snowflake to me is to laugh in their face and say, is that all you've got? Just use a proper insult next time. Yeah, I hate the phrase snowflake. If someone, yeah, just no, just no. You're not a snowflake if something upsets you. You just, you just have feelings. Dickheads. <laughs> Annie Maguire. Smile, it may never happen. 
Yeah, I hate that one. Yeah, that's normally aimed at women by blokes, aren't it? Yeah. They want to try and get in and get involved in the conversation with them. So that's what they say. They think it'll get them away in. And it's like, do you want to just fuck off? <laughs> it may have already happened, mate. And she's stood there thinking about it. People go through shit, which they don't share with everyone. Piss off. Kirsty Darby. Bay. See, me and Kirsty on the same wavelength. And she also says, and hey, pal. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the matter about hey, pal? Hey, shit, annoys people, mate. People go through things. Oh, no. so, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's just sort of like, I didn't expect to see that. Speaking of words I didn't expect, this one got me really, really mad. <laughs> Zara Lavender. Gusset. <laughs> <laughs> on the strange thing is gusset, the one word which I always hear that people hate, and no one actually said it, is the word moist. Some yes, that's like, exactly it. My brain went the exact same place. I was really surprised to not see that word commented by anyone. <laughs> it was Jerry... obviously a fad, Jamie. It was a fucking fad. Must have been, yeah. Jerry Keane, let me simplify this for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Skerritt, anything that Piers Morgan says. <laughs> uh, Graham White, I know you're busy. Yes, yeah, so go away. I'm busy. Don't give me more things to do. I say that all the time. <sighs> I, say, I know you're busy right now, but can you just help me with this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I'm busy, like you said. <laughs> Rosie Rollins. I'm not racist, but... No, you are. Yeah, I don't get that. You I are don't racist. There's, there's, no, there's no but. <laughs> you just well, but you're, or you're about to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not racist right now, but give me two seconds, and I will be. <laughs> and I'll fuck that up for you. <laughs> Lisa M's just K. Are you that lazy? You can't put the whole word. Just K. My ex used to do that. I'd send her this long message about stuff, and I just get K. I was just like, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, no. <laughs> Jojo so crafty. I'm gonna guess that's not birth name. Says, where do I start? What goes around comes around. You can't leave that body there. It was her officer. Just so annoying. <laughs> Nina Hewitson. When someone says, who do you think you are? Really pisses me off. Yeah, get that one. Get that one. Absolutely. <laughs> Dina Payne. She's getting involved. Our friends at the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. 1,000%. <laughs> fingers on my <laughs> And are you okay, hon? <laughs> you okay, hon? Yeah. <laughs> Danielle Bush, which is on the same lines as you from earlier, gets me, fam. Oh, that's just no. It's not English. Man, man's what's passing it. You get me? <laughs> <laughs> Phil Close. Is that it? Becky Westwood It is what it is No, no it's not It's just not what it is And one I agree with her on The word lush I hate that word Don't come to the Wales then See that's the only place I'll accept it Because I just love the way it's said in the Welsh accent I don't know why 
when I lived in Wales, when I first heard it, it was like, that is such a dumb word. But the way you pronounce it is amazing. Please say it again. <laughs> I don't know why. Leanne Victoria. Not being funny, but yeah, you're right. You're not being funny. <laughs> I've James... laughed once, actually. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Martin, our friend from Second City, says, at the end of the day, it's only it's only 9am. <laughs> Jake Smith. It's because I'm an insert star sign here. Stop using irrelevant nonsense to justify your shitty behaviour. Yeah, I don't get that. That's because I'm Scorpio. So, you know, we, we are dickheads of Scorpios, yeah. yeah. We'd like, like to break up over text. We'd like to start five different guys at once, you know. just That's all it is, really. Sorry. It's because I'm a Scorpio. It's not because of me. It's because I'm a Scorpio. That's exactly what it is. Oh, I'll just give you a couple more. Graham Arnold. YOLO. Yes, I agree with you, Graham. If you believe that stupid expression so much, I invite you to experience the sensation of skydiving about a parachute. After all, YOLO, right? Graham got a bit angry on that one. <laughs> Harrison Smith, my dear boy, says, I don't really hate any words, but now, thanks to this post, I now know a lot of white words that wind people up, and I like that information. <laughs> wind up merchant. And last but not least, it's our good friend, Mally Malpass. He says, when people describe themselves as Marmite, or say things like, I tell it like it is, or I speak as I find it, this usually indicates that the person is an asshole. Yeah, I speak as I find it. I've never heard that one. Have you not? Yeah. It's got space kind of way of saying I see it, I say it as I see it, that sort of thing. But it's like bottle. I spoke as I found it. So yeah. Bone. Yeah. I, I don't mince my words. It's like one of those sort of things. I grind them. <laughs> I'll get back in the dungeon, Phil, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. Thank you to absolutely everybody that participated in Jamie's participation challenge. A lot of participating in this uh, in this sentence. Um, but if you enjoy Jamie's participation challenge, Tom's journal, Callum's treachings, the absolute gobshite at the beginning, and the interview that's always wonderful in the middle, uh, then you enjoy the other eighty six issues of the Chronicles of Podcast wherever you get your podcast from: Google, Spotify, Apple. We really don't care. We just really appreciate you listen to us. So thank you very much. Obviously, we do care, but not where you find us. Just find us and listen. That's all we want you to do. It'd be graciously appreciated. You can also visually and look at us with your eyes on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're there, though. If you come into our page, hit subscribe now. Do it now. While you're watching this show, hit subscribe. Hit that bell to get notified when new videos are released. And as Ron Wasserman had said to us before, comment, comment, comment. We graciously appreciate it. You can find our hashtag WBW way back Wednesdays on there. You can find our live Bloodstock interviews, our Bloodstock vlog, all of our shows, all of our interviews for here, and our Dublin Crust vlog, all there for you to thoroughly enjoy. Also, you can find us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you like the page and share it. Put some memes, put whatever you want in there. Just make sure you keep up with the latest news. But thinking about it, Jamie, um, where else could you find us? You could find us on Amazon.co.uk or .com, depending on where in the world you're from, and ordering Noel McNeil's brand new book. Hey, this is really fun. And while you're doing that, you can find us on the Twitter at TCO Pod. And while you're ordering Noel's memoirs, hey, this is really fun, off Amazon.com or .co.uk and looking at us on the old Twitter, where else could you find us, Jamie? You could find yourself sitting in an Italian restaurant adding ketchup to your lasagna or giggling to yourself. 
or on the Instagram. Okay. I highly recommend you do that instead. Um, at TCO Pod as well. You can find us on LinkedIn at the Chronicles of Podcast. We are one follower away from 100, so please get on that bad boy. You can also find us on TikTok at TCO Pod. Make sure you can watch Jamie's Chesney Hawks video and the Joe Glash interview because that's also fucking great. Um, or you can come to our beautifully brand spankingly sexy and wonderful little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out all about us on there. All of our shows and our episodes are on there. All of our affiliations and sponsors are on there. All of our episodes are on there. Just everything's there for your needs. And also our TCO Pod shop, where you can get yourself all the Chronicles of Podcast merchandise you've ever wanted in your life. We greatly appreciate it to support the show. Uh, make sure you follow us on the socials. Make sure you follow us absolutely everywhere. We would really, really appreciate it. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And hope that you enjoy the show again. And now, Jamie's got some words for you. I do. Before we get out of here, let's say thank you to a few of our friends. First off, every single piece of music you hear on this show is brought to you by one man. And that man is Mr. Singer, songwriter, music player extraordinaire, Matt Roberts. Go follow him on all the social medias at Matt Roberts Music. Go find him on Spotify and give him a follow. Go find him on YouTube and give him a subscribe. Because not only is he giving you beautiful music for your ears, he now gives you beautiful conversations with the songwriter session, speaking to songwriters from all around the world and learning more about what they do and why they do it. We cannot recommend you go check that out enough. A massive thank you to Mr. Roberts for all the wonderful music that he's given to us. Go check out all of his music, like I said, including his latest album, Light of Day. You won't regret it. Not one tiny bit of you will regret it. And speaking of incredibly talented singer-songwriters, we have to say a massive thank you to Braden Barry and his Stay Cozy Clothing. Head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app. Have a look at what's there. There's a brand new drop of hoodies. There's some t-shirts, but more importantly than them, there's mugs, baby, and they are beautiful. We cannot recommend them enough to you. Go get anything you like go add that sucker to your basket and then go put in that discount code the chronicles at checkout and give yourself 10 percent off your order a little gift from mr barry to you our wonderful listeners and last but not least we have to say a massive thank you to the sophie lancaster foundation because they are helping stamp out prejudice hatred and intolerance everywhere and we mean everywhere because as i've said and i've said it again this isn't just a uk issue this is a global issue where people are being treated differently because of the music they listen to because of the way they dress because of the way they just want to express themselves you get one life ladies and gentlemen so spend that time being yourself no matter how that is just express yourself and be yourself because that is all you can be today as we are recording it is world goth day and i hope people who listen to this celebrated that day celebrated their differences put on a bit of Sisters of Mercy and enjoyed coming from that alternative community because we are a fantastic community of warm, loving people. So how about we help spread that message and get some support for this incredible community? Head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com. Find out what you can do to help. If you know people are unaware of Sophie's story, please share it out there because people need to hear this story and to hear the impact of what happened to her and the impact it had on this community and what we can do to make sure that what happened to Sophie never happens ever Again. And last but not least, a massive thank you to this handsome bugger sat right there. Ditto, my friend. Ditto. I second everything you said. 
Uh, Noel, thank you so much again for coming on for the second time. It was absolutely great to have you back on the show. Make sure you all go out and buying his memoirs, boys and girls. Go watch Bear Bibbly House on Disney Plus. Go watch Sesame Street on YouTube. Uh, and if you're living in New York City, go and see Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway. You will not be disappointed. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you so much as well for as well for being an absolutely wonderful co-host. Another great episode of the Bank. Um, as for this week, we will see you all next week for the Chronicles of Faith Elizabeth. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Tatty bye.